Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown and Andrew Velez. And this is now episode 170. In this episode, we are going to give our NBA awards, followed by giving our respective teams for all NBA, rookie and defensive teams. We'll also spice things up by adding some PAS awards and previewing the play-in game. However, to start off the show, Swipe Cam joins us to give Nikola Jokic's MVP case. <laughs> and before we get on to the show, a quick Patreon shout-out to Holmes, Nairi, your boy Nick, Pimp Chimpin', Jake the Snake, Corrupt, G-Bug, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Rico the One, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark, SP4Z Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the Goat, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Peter, Daniel, Ben, William, Ruthless Rooster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B., S.A. Crimes, Kevin S., Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy Dom, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T. Grove, 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Aaron, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Hikari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua. Oh my man. God. Before we start, I got to get this out. So <laughs> I'm on Twitter the other day and <laughs> Drew swipes up on something and On Blood Cuts <laughs> jumps on his page and I look at On Blood Cuts profile and it's Mark, it's Mark Henry. Henry. Yeah. Scrolled right in with a bald head and I was laughing for like three hours because I didn't know that was <laughs> one of the Patreon guys and I was like, wow, that's really crazy. Like he, Mark Henry looks insane nah, in that facts. picture. No, I love, I love that account. This is another time where I forget the the YouTube members. That's all right. Yeah. Danko, Corrupt, and Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) I was saving the best for last. So, Swipe a Cam, thank you for joining the show. Now, we remember you because earlier we made a take about Nikola Jokic and you uh, shouted us out, which we appreciate. And I wanted you on the show because I feel like you are the face of Nikola Jokic fans. I mean, you speak for every Nikola Jokic fan. You're a Denver Nuggets fan. You are very passionate. I one time I responded to your tweet. I'm like, not nah, everything's about Nikola Jokic. Oh my gosh! But <laughs> that's your fandom. You love Nikola Jokic. Now, why should he be MVP? Yeah. So number one, I appreciate y'all having me on. I love what y'all do. Obviously, big fan of the show. Um, y'all doing a great thing. Love the setup. Love the personalities y'all have. Everything you do, man. Like so. Hope y'all continue to grow and y'all blow it up, man. Take over the space, man. For real. All y'all bring some great energy. Thank you. Uh, I Thanks. think it's pretty easy for me. Um, <laughs> I asked myself uh, in terms of how do you approximate value, right? So you know, I've looked at the cases of Giannis Antetokounmpo all seasons, Joel Embiid all season, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum. Go up and down the list. And then you ask yourself, who has had to do more in order to get their team to where they are at this point in time? So if you look at the top, the top three candidates, Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, this season, Jokic has been without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. All right, bet. Joe Embiid's obviously been without Ben Simmons, but Tyreek Maxey and Tobias Harris and the rest of the squad stepped up. And then obviously you look at Giannis. Giannis had Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton at different points in time. So as I've been evaluating throughout the season, I have watched Jokic do historically great, literally unprecedented things the entire season 
while also being directly responsible for 46 of the Denver Nuggets' 48 wins they have this season. Now, why does that matter? So when he's been on the court, he's missed seven games this year. The Nuggets are two and five without him. They've won with him in the lineup 46 games. Joel Embiid, while he's been in the lineup, I believe that the 76ers have run 44 games. And with Giannis, while he's been in the lineup, I believe they've won 43 games this year. So for saying we're going to approximate value on winning, well, who's won the most and been the most available? Well, that would be Nikola Jokic. Now, if you wanted to say the raw data, all right, bet. So 27.1 points a game, 13.8 rebounds a game, 7.9 assists per game, 58% shooting, 65% from two, over 3% better than anything Shaquille O'Neal ever did in his heyday, who had over 200 dunks in his MVP season. I bet one of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA, shooting 52% from mid-range, one of the best interior players, shooting 80% at the rim. And then on top of that, he's been one of the best off-ball scorers in the NBA this year as well. So I'll put it up. So he has a 66% true shooting percentage. Who else is able to rival that? Well, there's no other volume score near him, over 65% true shooting in the NBA this year. So he's been one of, if not the best score on volume all year. Y'all, over the last five games of the season, you know, money time, right? This is the time you're trying to get into the playoff. You're trying to make everything happen. Since the straw poll came out, Nikola Jokic is averaging 37.8 points a game, 16.6 rebounds a game, 6.6 assists per game, 2.2 steals a game, one block, and he's shooting 65% from the field on 38 and 17. So when I ask myself, value, what have you brought to the court? How have you contributed to winning? They are literally two and a half games away from the Milwaukee Bucks total wins this season. And they're a game behind the 76ers. And both of them have played with all-star level players this season. So my whole thing is, if Nikola Jokic can take Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon, Monte Morris, Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes, and these role players to 48 wins on the season in the Western Conference without Jamal, without MPJ, and this is the other thing. The fact that he is shooting as well as he is, and on top of that, he's one of the only players in NBA history. Matter of fact, he's the only now. 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists, but don't forget about it, 100 steals as well. 100 steals. There's only four players in the NBA that have a total over, over 90 steals and 60 blocks on the year. Guess what? Nikola Jokic is one of them. He's been a defensive anchor of the entire team all season. But here's the thing. This is the thing that people are kind of slipping about. He's obviously maybe the best playmaker, best passer in the NBA. That's subjective. You could say it might be Luka. You could say it might be Trey Young. But I would think he's the best passer in the league. Since March 1st, March 1st, this is 19 games. Nikola Jokic is averaging 31.6 points a game, 13.7 rebounds a game, 7.5 assists per game. And he is shooting 62% over that same time period. He's scoring at an all-time level. He's rebounding at an all-time level. He's facilitating at an all-time level. He's defending as the defensive anchor for his team. And they've won 48 games and 46 with him in the lineup, which is more than Giannis and Joel would be with them in the lineup. So when I add up the picture, and y'all notice, I ain't even talked about the advanced analytics. Because you know what? You ain't got to have that conversation to have the MVP conversation about Jokic. But just to bring it up, just because we're going to add it in as a side piece, not even the main course, he has the all-time PER at almost a 33 overall score in PER, shattered the record. He has the all-time box plus minus score ever, ever. Includes LeBron, includes Michael Jordan. All the greats is him. If you look at EPM estimated plus minus, he's the only player in the NBA, not just with a score above eight, but a score above nine. Literally, 
MVP track record had him as number one all season on the MVP ladder board. But the only people that it took a while to catch up on were folks that were outside of the market, who I was telling since November, this dude is having a season you may never see again. So when you ask me about the MVP award, if I'm being objective and you're saying who's contributed to winning more than anybody else, who's been more valuable to their team's success more than anybody else, I think Giannis has the second best case in the NBA. I think Joel Embiid has the third best case in the NBA. Stats. Raw data, team winning, advanced analytics, on-off splits, plus-minus. It's far and away it's been Nikola Jokic. So if I wasn't in Denver, that would be my pick. But since I am in Denver and I've never seen a player like this in, in our city or state history, yeah, you know what? You can say I'm a little more passionate than others. But if we're just talking basketball, I think it's clear. There ain't nobody else. <laughs> what's, what's, what do we like, mic drop I mean like that uh, only thing I'll say is there's been one other time in NBA history where oh my god I look at the MVP award and I thought that it should have went to the player who who was the most available whose team was in a worse position that he ended up having team success and it's that 2018 season where LeBron came oh in second in MVP. It was coming. Listen, no he led him total points, total rebounds, total assists. He had the higher field goal percentage out of him and James Harden. Shot the same three-point percentage. Had more minutes than Harden. Had more games played than Harden. Had more triple doubles than Harden. Harden's team was the best in the league that season. Were they number one and the Warriors were number two, correct? They were one, yep. So that's why it, Harden had, an all, he had a great season for sure. But, he averaged more points per game. But Giannis or Embiid don't have the best team in the league. But they are in a better position. He mentioned it. They're only two games higher than the Nuggets right now. Giannis does it on both sides of the court. And for me personally, I have Giannis, I have Jokic, and then Embiid last. Wow. So that's the only reason why. You're right. They're separated by two games. But in terms of impacting both sides of the court, I look at Giannis. He's the best complete player in the NBA right now. You could debate that he's the best player in the NBA right now. In my opinion, he is the best player in the NBA. So that's why I look at it in, in that sense where we saw once where statistically it favored one other guy who was in a worse position that had to do more for his team to have success and didn't end up winning the award. Well, I think the difference with that is that James Harden averaged 30 points on the season. They had by far and away the best record in the NBA. They won 65 games, and LeBron was the fourth seed that year, I believe. Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay, so James Harden definitely deserved that MVP. Four. No, Indiana was four. I think we were fourth from what I remember, but I could you could be right. I'm no, sure. no, you guys were fourth. Pardon me. Because right now, the Nuggets are sixth. I mean, but you said Giannis was the most complete, but I don't I don't agree. I think the Joker shoots better than him. I think he's a better playmaker than him. I think they're around the same type of rebounder. I think the Joker, he's a, he's just offensively, I think the Joker is a much better basketball player than defensively. Giannis. Defensively, your Joker has gotten better on that he aspect, has, but Giannis, no Giannis obviously is different but if you're talking about just a complete overall game i think at this point right now there's still a little bit of weaknesses in Giannis's game like what he's improved I, his mid-range he's shooting improved but i don't think that's a strength the three-pointer is a strength now i, I don't think his i don't think shooting is a strength. i don't think it's a strength he like, shoots 44 percent from there now i mean that's above 40, 44 percent is cool but i still think like fact where he was at one point about the between the joker and Giannis. i think it's clear who's the better shooter of course now we know that three-pointer is still not a strength for Giannis. so i think like is it necessarily a strength for Jokic? he can shoot it it's not a strength what's shooting 33 percent oh yeah if i could if i could interject on that point i think it's i think it's fair to say Giannis has been great but who venue another great great content creator 
who venue put out a tweet the other day in terms of what players do versus top 10 defenses this year. Giannis is averaging 27.2 points per game, 10.9 rebounds a game, 4.9 assists, but he has a 59.1% true shooting versus top 10 defenses, which is an over 4% drop off from what he does on the year on average. And he's also a minus 73 in those games as well. So he has a significant decline versus the best defenses in the league. Now that's elite. That's still elite contribution, but comparatively, Nikola Jokic this season playing in top 10 defenses is averaging 27.2, 13.6, 7.2 with a 65% true shooting. And he's a plus 42 in games played and minutes played versus top 10 defenses this year. And I've had this conversation before. I understand Giannis is a great offensive player, but Giannis is a significantly worse playmaker, a significantly worse shooter, and a significantly worse offensive architect than Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, when they played against the Bucs, they won by 36 points because Jokic had 18, 15, and 10 through three quarters. When Nikola Jokic played against the Steven Adams yesterday in the Memphis Grizzlies, again, top five defense, he had 36, 16, and 6 on 67% shooting. So if you go up and down the list and what he's done against all of these great defenses all season, they beat the Miami Heat by 20 points twice because Nikola Jokic is sitting in the middle of defense with Monte Morris and Aaron Gordon on his wings. So I do think there's an argument for Giannis. I love Giannis. I think he's one of the best two players in the NBA. But again, if you have the conversation, why has Giannis had more success versus those teams? Look at his record without Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton in the lineup. Because that's exactly the same thing that he would be going through if he was Nikola Jokic right now. But Nikola Jokic has taken his team further with significantly less help. So my whole point is, if we're approximating value or approximating best player, if you have an argument for Giannis as best player, I can get with that. But if you're going to make an argument for most valuable, well, the numbers, the on-off, net rating, you're not going to find something to support the idea that Giannis has been more valuable to his team than Nikola Jokic has been this season. And also, what I did hear was that in your mind, based on what you've seen, you think Giannis is the MVP. But I'm asking you, that sounds like a, a, a ball watcher perspective, perspective of uh, what, I, what I'm seeing in front of me is not going to lie. But I'm asking, like, what's the data? Like, what are the numbers? Like, what does the on-court process actually say? Because, again, if, if we're having conversations about MVP, I want to be able to point to data and say, like, look, this is what it is. Even if it's just raw data, Giannis is having a better year than Embiid because he's averaging the same amount of points, the same amount of, of rebound, but more assists. He's a better facilitator. Easy. But even with that, even with the defensive versatility, you saw what happened to Giannis when they played against Dallas the other day and we were guarding Luka Doncic. So defense is, is very important. But what you bring as an offensive player, that is more important than what you can do on defense by nature of how the game is played today. And you cannot say any longer that Nikola Jokic is a bad defender or average defender. On the year, he's been good to very good. He's been poor as of late because of the offensive responsibility he's had, and they don't have any other elite defenders on the roster. If he had Drew Holiday, I think it would be a little different. If he had George Hill, I think it would be a little different, but he doesn't. But like I said, as good as Giannis has been, there's only one player in NBA history other than Nikola Jokic to average 35 and 12 over a five-game period, and that's Wilt Chamberlain. So even if we're saying that Giannis is this great player, what we've seen from Nikola Jokic has never been done on an NBA court. So that's, that's why, like, for me, this conversation has turned, because it's not that I don't think Giannis has a case or Embiid has a case. But I think if you just stack the resumes from what they've had to do, plus what you can actually verify in front of you, I think it's just been clear that Jokic has had to been, he's been asked to do more. But if your argument is that Giannis is highest in the standings, he's the number two seed, I believe, in the East. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can get with it. 
But like I said, Giannis is also getting credit then for work he wasn't directly responsible for because he missed more games than Joe Embiid has this season. And because he has a better team, his team has more wins. So I think if we're going to have the conversation about standings and winning, that has to be a component as well. And we saw earlier in the season when the Bucks started off without Chris Middleton, without Drew Holiday, they were in and out of the lineup for some games, and the Bucks started off slow. At, at one point, they were a bottom six seed in, in the NBA, and it wasn't until their guys got healthy to where yeah. the Bucks have now raised in the standings. Uh, everything that you said, I 100% agree with. I think Nikola Jokic, spoiler alert, he's my MVP. We're going to do our award show today and you know give out our picks. He's my MVP for those reasons that you listed, and then some. I'm curious to hear your take on the media's perspective on Nikola Jokic, specifically Nick Wright, because Nick Wright has tried to use this analytic argument and analytically Jokic is this, you know, you know be- the best player, but with the basic stats, you know, it doesn't even look like it. You know, he compared him to David Robinson and then you have Joel Embiid's trainer, Drew Hanlon at every single chance he gets, try to take a jab at NB, I mean, at Jokic. Yeah. Because I saw he put out a tweet about how, like, um, Jokic assists are, like, dribble handoffs. Yeah, I've seen that, too. Yeah, when it's, That's like, it, true. yeah, I mean, true. it is true. To some of, some know, of them but are, but there's some nice he tried to over-exaggerate it. And even on those dribble handoffs, Jokic's gravity draws defenders in, which leads to better shots. So, I mean, I'm interested to hear your take on, you know, why so much of the media is trying to discredit um, Nikola Jokic right now. Yeah, and it's funny, that same stat you brought up, somebody corrected that later, and it, and it actually, uh, Joel, a, a larger percentage of Joel and B's assist is your couple handoffs than Nikola Jokic. So, again, like, again, everything can be can be twisted or verified, right? So I think the thing is, the media, if we're having 100% conversation with each other, analytics didn't become this big of an issue until the person at the top of that analytics mountain changed. It used to be LeBron. It was Jordan. Even it was Giannis. But now it's Nikola Jokic. Now, again, as you brought up, when people look at Nikola Jokic, the way they look at him, they don't see somebody as the prototype for the NBA best. Yeah. When you see him play, you don't. he doesn't dunk and run like Giannis. He's not dominating in the paint, quote-unquote, like Embiid. He's not transition player like LeBron James. So when you watch him play, you don't have that same feeling that you had watching the historically great players, especially us in America grew up on. We grew up with Kobe, Michael Jordan, Braun, all these people. So that is the archetype for success. The fact is that Nikola Jokic is one of the most unassuming superstars we've ever had. He doesn't talk about himself, doesn't care about the MVP, never brags on himself. He never even, he never campaigns for himself and said why he should win the MVP. You don't hear anything from him. And then on the top of that, we just keeping it at 100. He doesn't look right right now all time. He has the number two box plus minus ever. He has one of the three highest PERs ever. And he's sandwiched right between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. That don't look right for folks. It doesn't. Keep it at 100. Every time you hear Yoke talk about it in the media, even if it's positive, what did what did Antoine Walker say as why he likes Joe O.M.B.? What did he say? Antoine Walker says, man, Joe O.M.B. just plays a little bit sexier for me. That's why I like him be. Even when Stephen A. Smith talks about Yoke to this day, he said he looks like a big tub of lard. He can't jump over a piece of paper. Every time you hear people talk about Jokic, it's always these physical qualifiers because he doesn't look sexy. He's not as electric as Embiid. Well, again, is this a fashion contest or are we talking basketball, bro? Because, again, I'm confused at this point because now it's not even about hoops. It's just about preference and your eye test. Well, hey, I don't know about y'all, but I heard the rumor in a song that eyes can lie. You can't believe everything your eyes are telling you. 
So I think people have an animus towards Jokic because of how he looks. He plays in Denver and he doesn't market himself at all. He doesn't have a social media. He doesn't hype himself. And when he plays, he plays to win. Everything he does leads itself to winning. That's all that matters to him. So that is probably the reason why people have the most issues with them. And Nick Wright, a part of it is being a salesman. He's doing his job. He's selling clicks. That's what he wants to do. But the other part of it is as well, the same argument he has always used about Borp and defensive win shares and offensive box minus, box minus to put LeBron James ahead of Michael Jordan. It's the same argument you can use now to put Nikola Jokic on top of the mountain. But he doesn't believe that somebody like Nikola Jokic should be the best player in the NBA. And that is why that conversation is happening at a national level. Swipe a cam, <clears throat> Mr. Anti-Social here. And, you, you know, you, you, for, like I said, spoiler alert for me, too. The Joker is my MVP. So now you have the MVP. And I want to ask you a little bit of a Denver question because you are a Denver fan. And you guys are walking into the playoffs right now. I, I, I think you guys will get a lock. So you'll probably be a six seed. What's your expectations this year? Like, what do you expect to see this year? And then hopefully when Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. come back next year, what do you expect from this team? Now that the Joker has reached, he probably reached it last year, but now that he's officially reached this type of level. Right. Yeah, so there's a chance Jamal Murray could come back and play against the Lakers. Um, you know, we'll see. He's been battling now. He's been doing five on five. He's been going full go. There's a chance he's available for the playoff. Doesn't like Michael Porter Jr. is going to be available. So it really all depends, man. If he can come back and give you 80% of what he is, that would help out Yoke a lot. He doesn't have another elite offensive option on the court. And he really doesn't have a host of great defenders on the team as well. There are a bunch of mid-level players outside of Aaron Gordon on that roster. And so that has been the biggest issue. They've struggled against elite competition without Yoke in the game. Because without Yoke, they don't have anybody else they can lean on. The good thing is, and I don't think regular season, obviously, it is not a good uh, barometer for playoff success. They were 3-1 versus the Warriors this year. I think Nikola Jokic on the season versus the Warriors averaged, I think, 37-16-7 and seven versus the Warriors this season in four games. So there is a great opportunity for him to take advantage of that size matchup. Kayvon Looney can't guard him. Draymond Green is obviously too small. Having Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon, maybe Zeke Najee, having these other bigs on the court is going to help them a lot. Austin Rivers is going to be key against Steph Curry in that playoff series. They could win the first round. And then the next thing is if they stay at six, then they have an opportunity to play against Memphis most likely in the second round. And you saw what they did to Memphis yesterday. All this comes down to how the role players will respond. Because Nikola Jokic is going to probably reach a level in the playoffs that not only he hasn't reached before, but there's a there's a, there's a chance that's outside of a few players you could name in NBA history, you're not going to see people that have done what he's probably going to be able to do. Just because, again, the last seven games, he's averaging essentially 35, 16, and 8. And he's doing it at all-time efficiency. Like there's, there's, there's literally, like, no answer for him. Like, he stopped shooting the three-pointer because of fatigue and other reasons, and he is shooting almost 70% from twos over the last month. Like, his mid-range, he's shooting 52% from mid-range, y'all. So just imagine you put him in a playoff scenario where he's intentionally being aggressive every single play. I think he's going to be mayhem. For whoever's guarding him, all that depends, that matters now is are the role players, Monte Morris, Will Barton, A.G., Jeff Green, Jermichael Please Green. Please say Bones. You have not job? said Bones one time. Can you? Well, Bones too, but Bones is a rookie, right? And yes. I do think Bones is going to step up, but he's a rookie. He's a rookie, bro. You know, I don't want to put too much on I get it, but he's nice, man. Please say his name once. Yeah, I think he's going to be second team All-NBA. I, uh, I heard some people yesterday 
from all rookie voters, there's an opportunity they might put him on second team, how important he's been to a playoff seed. Uh, if y'all haven't seen Bones Highland play, I know y'all have, but I mean, he has been spectacular. Uh, he is a deep ball shooter. His handles are crazy. He gets to the rim. He's a great pick and roll player. Bones Highland has a lot. I mean, I mean, like near borderline all-star level potential if he gets the volume one day. All right, really quick, because you mentioned something that was interesting. You said that you were going to see Jokic get to a level in the playoffs that we haven't seen before. Now, just to play devil's advocate, just to for conversations purposes, last year against the Suns, we really saw him struggle in, in that series where they got swept and we saw his play drop off from what he was normally at throughout the entirety of the season. Now, is it going to be matchup-based? If they do unfortunately have to play the Suns, if they have to play, maybe, I, listen, I don't doubt that he's going to play well against either of these teams. I'm just saying we've seen it before where he has a matchup where he has to be 100% the guy if they want to even win a single game. Is that not a possibility? Or you're just thinking that new season, new Jokic, improved Jokic from MVP Jokic already. What do you think? So the, that's a good question. So I want to contextualize this. So there were four teams in 2020 that made the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. It was the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Heat, and the, and the Celtics. Of those four teams, they had one month off at the end of the bubble. And when he went into the season, he's the only one of those players on either four of those teams that played all 72 games the entire year, including carrying when Jamal Murray went down. He went from playing in the bubble, one month off, 72 games, playoffs, and no one else on any of those four teams made it past the first round that entire year. And the reason I bring that up is because that fatigue was generational for those four teams going into the playoffs. The fact that he won that first round, which the Portland Trailblazers were favored in, was already gargantuan enough. Y'all, again, I think people forget, he averaged 33-11-6 on 50-40-90 shooting in the first round that year. No, he was no, he was all, he We was had all never right. had a player in NBA history have 30-10-5 on 50-40-90. Jokic did that. So by the time the second round came on, not only were they missing Jamal, but Will Barton had just come off injury for six weeks. Monte Morris had just come off an injury. They were playing Facundo Campazzo and Austin Riverbridge to Devin Booker and Chris Paul. MP, MPJ they was didn't there. give anything. MPJ was so, playing that series. I think one of the things that people are forgetting is that not only were the Nuggets not healthy, but they were literally deathly tired. Everyone that made the conference finals made it. I didn't make it out the first round except for them. So by the time he played against the Suns, they're fully loaded. They don't, and the Nuggets don't have their pieces. They don't have any defenders. He averaged 25, 13, and 6, and there was nothing else he could do because he was gassed. Nikola Jokic, I believe, shot like 64% from the free throw line in that playoffs after shooting 90%. So you tell me, is that because he was sucking from the free throw line or that's because he's winded and he had nothing else left to give? They were down 15 points in the third quarter every game of that series because nobody had anything else to give. So I don't penalize Jokic for that simply because – LeBron didn't do it. Jason Tatum didn't do it. AD didn't do it. Nobody, none of them. Nobody made it out the first round but him. Jimmy Butler, none of them. So the fact that he made it to the second round was big enough for me. I don't penalize him for that. Again, he's had 43 career playoff games. He's averaging 26, 12, and six and a half. And he's shooting 85% from the line, 40% from three, and 52% from the field in 43 games. So his body of work shows that he's one of the best playoff riders we've ever seen. So I can't hold it against him that those four games, he just didn't have the win. And he had nobody else in that series averaging more than 16 points a game to come along that ride against the Phoenix Suns who made it to the final. So I just, you know, I think that was a an abnormality because of the situation. And I do expect him to play significantly better this year. You make some excellent points. And um, 
what improvements have you seen from Nikola Jokic this year defensively? Because I know uh, early in the season when the season just started, I told Drew, you and Riv that Nikola Jokic has now reached a Mark Gasol level of a defensive player. And you guys scoffed at that. But I feel like now it's much more of a conversation. So I'm wondering to hear your take on one, that comparison between Jokic and Gasol, who both aren't, they don't, you know, wow you athletically, but they play good defense and where the improvements are on Nikola Jokic's defense and how he probably won't get exploited this time around if teams do put him in drop coverage. So Marcus Gasol was an elite rim protector. Jokic is not an elite rim protector. He, you know, he doesn't have that ability. He's a good interior defender. The thing that Jokic has taken a real leap in is he leads the NBA among bigs and deflections because his hands on the pick and roll have become elite. Like he's become very good in hard hedging or, 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 or hedging up to the, to the three-point line and defending that pick and roll. Uh, he's become better at defending lob threats as well. So a lot of his defensive ability has increased as a weak side defender and as a help defender and as a pick and roll defender. Now, the difference is, is pick and roll is a difficult process versus CP3 and Devin Booker because you need perimeter guards to help you in that situation. The issue will come down to this. If he doesn't get offensive help, then he will then, by the second round, if they make it out of the first, have defensive issues again because of the level of responsibility he will have offensively. Because that's just how basketball works. If you don't have your counterpart doing what they're supposed to do, then you're going to have not have the energy you need on the defensive side of the ball. Again, I don't expect him to be a great defender, but will he be a good defender in the fourth quarter and second half? Yeah, he'll be better. But all of that depends on where they are in the series and if they're actually able to give him some rest during those games. He's improved immensely as a defender. Like I said, he's one of the best big men defenders in the NBA this year. Uh, I said earlier in the year when the Nuggets were the number two, they had a number two defense when he was in the lineup for about 30 games or so. But again, that had dropped off ever since because, again, you just can't sustain that with its offensive output. Uh, so he's improved, but we'll have to see, man. Like That, that depends on Will Bart and, and, and Monte Morris and Austin Rivers and them. They're going to have to defend because if they don't defend, then, then he's going to get cooked. As simple as that. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show again. Uh, this was amazing. I feel like you brought a great perspective and a lot of great stats to back up your Jokic MVP case and a lot of great information and facts behind everything you said. Well, I appreciate that. Y'all amazing. Thank y'all. Thank you, man. Thank you. We appreciate you. We're back. Shout out to Swipe Cam for being on the show yes, and giving sir. his Nikola Jokic take. We are going to get into our NBA awards this episode along with NBA, all NBA teams, all rookie teams, all defensive teams, and also add in a little bit of spice. Players with the most approved in the playoffs, most disappointing team and player award, and the play-in preview. And also, let's uh, let's read off some of these bad or great takes that we've had on the year. Uh, that's why. That's the reason why I tweeted that on Twitter and I posted that on Instagram because I want to see what people have? said. Hmm? How many do you have? There's quite a few. There's not a lot, but there's quite a few. Are we getting good yeah. and bad ones or just all bad ones? I think it's mostly bad. I mean, that's what people remember, right? They don't cool. remember the good ones. Remember whatever. Yep. If they not hating, they, they yep. you ain't doing something, right? That's true. So NBA awards, let's get on to that one first. The MVP. Well, Swiper made a great case for Nikola Jokic and did a great job. Spoiler alert, you know, Nikola Jokic is my MVP. And I, I tweeted this on Twitter yesterday. What I tweeted was that don't expect me to have the same MVP pick throughout the season. It was 
at first Jokic, then it was Chris Paul, then it was DeMar DeRozan, then it was Devin yeah, Booker, flop. then it was, uh, you know, whoever I felt like I wanted to win at the point. But now we got into the end, and now I actually have to be serious and not so reactionary about it. It's Nikola Jokic. I think he has been the most valuable player this year. Uh, 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists, the first per- the first player to ever do that in NBA history. Um, and I think he's been the most valuable player. Most valuable player, that definition, I think it, it has been Nikola Jokic. Oh, are you going to say your second and third guy, or you just say You just go first. That's fine. My runner-ups from yeah, I, Yeah, just... Giannis and Embiid. Okay, so that's a three. we're all going to have three. the same pretty yeah. much runner-ups. You know what you should do instead of just being so reactionary? Just don't say who your MVP is until the end of the year. You know, <laughs> Why are you telling me how to live my life? I'm just saying, you know, because then you get, you'll say one thing, you get 50 tweets of you're an idiot, you're an idiot, <laughs> and, then you get a, and, then you say, and then you say another thing, and it's like, oh, so now you're going to betray us here, and this is like, like what's your, uh, when you tweeted about Miami. It's gotten to the point you think that Joel likes being called an idiot? I think he likes being called a traitor. Uh huh. You know, you just betrayed Miami. You know, or maybe not he just so likes the interactions. Up. But you know what? I can respect. You probably do like because you like getting on people's nerves. That's probably what it is. No, I actually just don't like Miami anymore. That's why I tweeted that. <laughs> because I the comments that we get on YouTube about Miami, the, yeah. the, on Twitter, on TikTok, it's like every, on Instagram, everybody is always like, "Oh, you're sleeping on Miami." Nobody is sleeping on Miami. Yeah, no, they 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 don't suck, but they suck. I know what I know what they are, and I feel like Boston is a better version of what they do, and that's why I'm not that scared of Miami. I'm glad you, fan? I'm glad you seen the light. No, he's just speaking. Oh, because you said I'm not, so I took that as as a team. I'm not okay. I understand. I mean, the Knicks are out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so are the Lakers. Facts. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. No, we're not. Uh, yeah, that's we not will. The topic no, on the, the show. top. He did say one of the top is his most disappointing team. So we'll get to that definitely later. My MVP is. The Joker, you know, he's been the most valuable player in the league for me. You take him off his team, they are a lottery team, an extreme lottery team, like probably the biggest lottery team in NBA history. He's numbers are ridiculous. He's been able to lead that team with the type of role players he's had. And you look at all the other players, Embiid has an all-star caliber t- player in Tyrese Maxey. He has Harden now. And then on top of Giannis, he has Drew Holiday. And then he has Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday has been great this year. Yeah, Middleton has been solid this year. But the Joker has... To really rely on some a couple role players. So for me, his numbers, his statistics, I got the Joker as MVP, and I don't think it's close. I got Giannis, and I, I hear you guys' points, and I 100% understand. But right now, as it is, Giannis has his team in a better position. Right now, the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. But as Swipe had mentioned, only two games up from the Nuggets. What, Jan, what Jokic has been doing, I can't ignore. Statistically, he's been unbelievable. But I'm looking at both sides of the basketball court. Giannis impacts the game more than Jokic does. Offensively, you give it to Jokic without a doubt, but defensively, Giannis is arguably the best defensive player in the league. And for him to be top three in MVP voting and top two in defensive player of the year voting, it just speaks volumes to how complete of a player he is. That's how I look at it. And in terms of statistics, Giannis is right there with Jokic as well. But once you dig into the advanced stats, I can't argue with you guys. Jokic is leading in almost every single category. But strictly off eye test alone, I look at Giannis, I see his impact on both sides of the court, and I feel like the way that he impacts the game is a little bit more than Let me ask you a question. Do you guys think the Bucks being two and the Joker being six and him only have two less wins, is that because the Sun, the West is t- more top-heavy better? Yeah. Or is. the East is more complete? 
I feel like it's a little bit both. I look at the Eastern Conference, and I definitely think it's more competitive. Mm-hmm. I look at the top teams in the Western Conference, and I do think that they're two top teams. I'm throwing three because a healthy Warriors team you can't count out. Problem. What? They have 51 wins. I understand, but I'm saying they're number three right now, which is why I'm acknowledging okay. them. Thank you. I look at how Dallas one through, and Dallas is another one. They also have 50 wins, which is super impressive. Shut up. I just look Dallas. at the Eastern Conference and how all around complete it is. Where one through, I want to say one through ten, separated by ten games. One through ten for the Western Conference is separated by like twenty something games. I feel like that's because of the gap of what Phoenix did, though. To a degree, but you still have Memphis, who still has 50 something wins, which is very great. True. So I think that I get, I lean a little bit more of the Eastern Conference is super competitive. We look at a lot of teams and we give them credit for we give them a lot of credit, but we acknowledge which ones we do believe are the actual contenders of the Eastern Conference. Like Miami's number one right now, and we all have them as quote unquote pretenders. But you still have the Bucks, you still have the Celtics, you still have the 76ers. These are teams you got to respect. You have the Bulls, whether you think that they're pretenders or not, they're still a quality team. The Nets, who are an eighth seed that you still have to respect as a contender as well. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, personally, I think the seeding argument doesn't hold much weight when you put into into context what actually is going on. And the gap in the wins is only, what, two wins? Two wins. Which is why I don't I don't look at that, oh, Jokic is the sixth seed and Giannis is the second seed. Oh, it has to be Giannis. Because you look at the wins and they're pretty much identical. And when you take into account the games Giannis has missed and the games that Jokic has played in, which has been more than Giannis, you can make a it's better like argument. six games. Still six more. No, no I'm with you. I'm <laughs> yeah. with you. Listen, my whole big argument for LeBron winning over Harden is that he was available more. He had more points, had more rebounds, had more steals. So, listen, I got if you. I have to hear about LeBron one more time. Can you can you get over yourself, <laughs> bro? That's different because Harden and the Rockets were They were amazing, man. Yeah, games. they were amazing. The Bucks haven't cracked fifty yet. They have. They have cracked. Yeah. They just they cracked probably 50. just did it. They just did it. Yep. So they're not getting the sixty wins. That's <laughs> no. That's a, that's a big difference. I know sixty, what you're saying, sixty man. to you know that's a big difference. But that Rockets team was great. Then Chris Paul like just Clint missed yeah. time. That year, N- not no, that not, season. not that year. The very next year, Harden got snubbed for the award. Oh, uh, was that year? He won fifty four games. Giannis uh-huh. won sixty, but Giannis won the MVP. Was that the year that Harden was? Did Harden average thirty five and eighteen? He averaged 35 that year. The 19. Year that, the year that Giannis won, yeah, the MVP. Thanks. Chris Paul and Capella missed time that year. That a was lot that of year. Okay. Yep. So that's why. So Sorry. on to the MIP, Most Improved Player Award. I don't know about you guys. I feel like it's between two players, but, you know, you might shock me with your answers. My guy's Desmond Bain. I think Desmond Bain is the most improved player in the NBA. Uh, it was between him and Ja. For me, that's very interesting. I don't have Desmond Bain in my top three. I don't have Desmond Bain in my top three. Desmond Desmond Bain, to his his respect, is number four. I don't have Jod one either. Oof, Garland, the reason, Dejounte. The reason why Neither? I, I'm sorry, I just spit I'm on let him talk. The that's reason why. the reason why I have Desmond Bain here, it was between him and John Moran. Desmond Bain has taken a nine point jump in his in his averages, and when I look at Desmond versus Ja, I'm like, okay. Desmond Bain, without Ja Morant in the line of the season, is, has went 19-4. and four. And he's been the number one option on those. To on, me. With Jaren Jackson, of course, on those teams. Mm. Because of that, how am I going to give Ja Morant the award when Desmond Bain, without him, is leading the Grizzlies to our, the, the best winning percentage in the NBA, basically? Listen, I don't disagree with, with what you're saying. That's the reason why I can't put Ja Morant as the M- MIP. 
for me, even it's though John Morant Bain. is in MVP conversation or was at least John Morant should not be in the MVP. Listen, I don't disagree. Well, for me, I don't. That doesn't really. When you're the most improved player, it's what you've of done in, individually to improve. So for me, it's Dejounte Murray. Murray. Yeah, like that. For me, <laughs> he's the most improved player. And I feel like all these guys. Bain has a case. Garland has a case. I, John Moran has a weird case because he's improved, but it's like he's been nice. Yeah, he's it's weird, but he also still has a case. But for me, Dejounte Murray is my most improved player in the league. And Spurs fans, please don't get excited because this this guys, is your only. Yeah, this yeah, is it. That's this the it, guy. This is, that's my guy. You know, he's improved across the board. His leadership has improved. Him being the playmaker, primary guy for his team, finally. Being healthy, finally being able to take the full keys. Last year, you know, he played with DeMar, so he didn't fully get to embrace that role. But now this year, being at that spot, 21 points per game, he's averaging six assists. It's It's been different. Defensively, he's been amazing. So for me, it's been DeJounte Murray. He's improved. The jump shot's getting better. The three-pointer's not there yet, but the midi has been there. He's improved as an offensive player and as a leader. And they're in the playing, so I got to give him some shout-out for that. The reason why I lean Ja is because – where I do agree with what you're saying, last season he was still a solid ball player, and we saw it come playoff time he even elevated his play up a whole other level. But now this season he's averaging eight and a half more points on a better field goal percentage, on a better three-point percentage, better rebounder, not as much in the assist category, but even still we understand that he is a solid passer. Steals, he's up to steals, he's up to his blocks. And now the Grizzlies are a top three team in the, in the Western Conference. Now, I give a lot of credit to the to the Grizzlies as a whole. I think that they are one of the deeper teams in the NBA. I think that I look at their squad, and there's a lot more than John Morant. John Morant is their best player, but as you've mentioned, without John Morant, they still have 19 wins this season on less than five losses. They're a solid roster top to bottom, but I can't ignore that John Morant, when he's on the court, has been nothing short of box office, and the statistics back it up. Six men of the year is interesting. At least I don't think so. Uh, Tyler you're saying it's not interesting. The reason why I say it's interesting is because John Hollinger oh, I see. wrote I that Kevin Love is easily his sixth man of the year. I respect that opinion, though, because Kevin Love really embraced that role and thrived. But he's not the sixth he's man. Not. He's not. John Hollinger was like, I don't know why we're giving the award to the guy who shuck, chucks up the most <laughs> shots. But the reason he's like, and if it wasn't for Kevin Love, the Cavs wouldn't be in the position that they're in. That's right. I agree with that. But <sighs> the... Well, Kevin Love has been used to that. He has, but what what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that Tyler Hero, averaging 21 points per game, you see the growth in his game, and regardless of what John Hollinger wants to say, oh, Kevin Love has the Cavs in the plan. Tyler Hero and the Heat are the first seed in the NBA. Exactly. I mean, in the first seed in the Eastern Conference. He's one of those reasons. Jimmy Butler has missed time, but Kevin Love isn't the reason. John, uh, Darius Garland's the reason. Mobley's no, the know, reason. But, but he's Kevin that's Love is John. one of the main reasons. I guess. But so I who's, still wait, who's your two and three? Because I think we all have Tyler at once. So I want to know who's I your two. I have Tyler. I'll be honest. I didn't even do much digging for six man of the year because I feel like Tyler Hero has run away with this. For Ryan Hammer's list, you didn't put a two and three? I did put a two and so three. So who's your two and three? I actually forgot. Unbelievable. Put, it might have been Kevin Love. For me, I put Kevin Love and Kelly Oubre. I put K-Love and Poole. Even though Poole has like, you know what I'm saying? He's like swapped between starting. You know, I can look at your list. I have it right now. I'm going to look at it right now. Okay. Just give me some time. If Poole was a full-time six man, I feel I, like he, he would be I the I feel guy. like it would be either him or Harrow. Because he's a dog. He's crazy. he's better than Gary Trent Jr. He's on a stretch that Gary Trent was on earlier in the yeah, season. Yeah, but so. the difference is. Tell me. Steph's not playing. So the, the, the attention is heightened. You know what I'm saying? So now you're telling me Steph's not there, so now Poole gets more opportunity and he thrives. Also more attention. And Gary okay. Gary so, Trent, who's not anywhere near the first, second option, still can do what he does. It's easy to do that as a fourth option. 
Easy? Can you you're, stop? You're the fourth defender. He stinks. Can One was stop? Tyler Hero. Two was Jordan Poole. Three was Kevin Love. I like it. Yeah. I don't mind That it. was my list. Tyler Hero has been dominant this season. All season. He'll fold shoot in the almost playoffs. 40%. That's kind of harsh to say. No, I'm, I believe it. To say he fo- he'll fold. He'll fold. That's kind of strong. Rookie it's season. Opinion. But I'm, I'm saying it's kind of strong. Can I? I can't say that it's, it's a strong? strong opinion. It is. Okay. Because rookie wins. season. <laughs> can you make points that are valid to the argument we're having? <laughs> I said okay. It, I think it's because again, but we could bring up how I you mean, said you the think, Suns were a fluke, think, right? Let's think, stay on top. If you think Miami's going to fold, you have to think Tyler Hero's going to fold with them. Not necessarily. He's going to be the reason why they don't one, fold. It's one player. I'm looking at the grand scheme of things with Miami and thinking. If Miami folds, they all fold. They're a team. They're built by. They're, they're a team that like they all. I'm have just to saying, play good. from what history's shown us, his first year in the league. Granted, you know whatever you want to say so about the bubble. I, it, uh, right As now, right now, right now correct. correct. So, so, it's strong, it's coin so it's not a strong take. It's it's just a little bit strong. Where in his first uh, season, well, he went against the the Milwaukee Bucks, who were just on a different. Get time. better. I'm with you. Get better. I agree. Defensive player of the year. This was tough for me. This one hurt my heart. Yesterday I was doing th- these awards and originally I had Rudy Gobert and then I was like, how can I have him? Especially after I just shit talked him. <laughs> Rudy Gobert has the best case statistically. Really? He has the best case. The Jazz, the, the Jazz are the Jazz are a top two defensive team with him. With without him, they they dropped the twenty first. Of course. And you just look at all the stats. Can you explain the stats it. to the fans? Because, listen, even me, I still have trouble understanding how statistics really line with defensive players. This player is crazy he just shitted on him last week. That's I know, I know. But I'm saying to the fans that really aren't fully knowledgeable on how stats impact defensive player of the year. Like, rebounding gets carried into defensive player of the year. Well, rebounding, defensive rebounding does Correct. because you stop Correct. extra possessions. Which is very important. No, of course, no doubt. So, I mean, what's your question specifically? Just, I'm just saying specifically to the fans, how do stats... Like what stats is he Correct. leading in that Correct. makes his case? Or the not best necessarily case. what stats do voters look at for defensive player of the year is essentially what I'm saying. That's the thing. Yeah. I feel like with defense, there aren't many stats you can look to. Agreed. To back somebody's case. Like Rudy Gobert, in terms of players that shoot around the rim, I mean, I think he's holding them, I think, at fifty one percent or lower, which is at the top which of the is league. Great. He has a lot of stats going his way. I don't remember all of them. That's fine, man. I, I just, reason, if you had it off the top of your head. The reason why it's hard for me to pick Rudy mm-hmm. is because I look at Mikel Bridges, and Ooh. he's somebody that I don't think any stats lean his way. Mm-hmm. The steals aren't there. The steal numbers aren't there. The block numbers aren't there. From a surface-level view, you're like, he. why is he even in the conversation? But he has... In terms of matchup difficulty, he's top 10 in the NBA. He takes on the toughest matchups in the NBA night in and night out. He's guarding Steph Curry. He's guarding LeBron James. He's guarding Jason Tatum. He's guarding every single elite offensive player, and Phoenix is second in defensive rating in the NBA currently. I look at Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart, switchability, what he does defensively is all great, but there's a debate between him and Robert Williams in terms of who's their most important defender. And Robert Williams, you can make the case for because of his length, because of his ability as a help side defender, he's more important than Marcus Smart. Because of that, for me, I'm leaning <laughs> Mikel Bridges as my defensive player of the year. I feel like in this more perimeter-oriented league and era, players like him who guard elite offensive Engines night in and night out should be rewarded. And 
Rudy Gobert said this on NBA Today to Malika Andrews, and I kind of felt bad because he's like, why should I be penalized for being consistent? But I'm going to penalize him. You know, although he he's won and he, he has similar impact to those years, but I just Voted feel like cheek. Mikel Bridges is my guy. I feel like he deserves it. But Over you, Marcus Smart? But didn't you you just yes. said perimeter players should be rewarded with more, so why shouldn't you think Marcus Smart is more important than Rob Williams? Mikel does. Mikel's a perimeter defender as well. No, no, but he said Marcus Smart and Rob, it's a toss-up between who's the most important, but you said perimeter defense is is more important in today's game. Because, so Boston, smart. Sell, because Boston switches. And I was going to say, Rob is versatile. He's versatile. Smart is too, though. Being, I'm not saying being you're wrong. 6'4", so and being able to defend some power forwards is impressive. And centers. Yeah. So, I mean, in the last three seasons, Gobert has over 4,000 shots defended total, which is the most in the NBA by a landslide. And points per shot allowed, he is the lowest in the NBA. Only, only The only person that's close to him is Matisse Thibault. That boy locked In the last too. three seasons. Who's your defensive player of the year, bro? For me, it's Marcus Smart. Uh, my, my top three is Marcus Smart, Giannis, and um, uh, Michael Mikael Bridges. Pardon me. Okay. That's my top three. I don't have Rudy No Rob Gobert. Will? Nah, I don't. I, like, I feel like he was, he was good. He comes in after Rudy. You know, I think Marcus Smart, his versatility, his defensive hustle, you know, his ability to play man-to-man and to play help side at that, that being that small, 6'4", you know, he's strong. He can defend one through five. Legitimately, he can actually do that. I think his versatility is just ridiculous. He has, like, a similar case to, like, Bam Adebayo and his versatility and the way he just anchors the defense. You know, he's kind of like the heart and soul for them. So, for me, I got Marcus Smart as my defensive player here. It's unfortunate because if Rob Will stays healthy, I'm taking Rob Will. The fact that his team is number one in ter- in terms of defensive rating and him being as versatile he is on on defense, being able to guard the perimeter, be able to guard down low, being one of the leading block getters this season. I would have loved to give the the award to Rob Will, but now that he's injured and he's going to miss some time, I, unfortunately, I do feel like that's going to play a factor. I'm torn between Giannis and I'm torn between Marcus Smart. Giannis again for Giannis? Yes, of the course. The guy that doesn't have a top 10 defense in the NBA. But that doesn't... I'm not saying that that's necessarily on him. What does that have to do with his team and his well, if defensive he's a, if player? if he's such an elite defender, he should be top 10. Draymond Green had the Warriors top 10. They had one. He was great, they for were sure. One. For sure. Clear. Giannis winning, it would be a disgrace. He's not a defensive player. So because his team doesn't have defensive success, we're going to pin that on Giannis. That should be a direct correlation. I mean, he, he's a he's a he's a big man type. Because I look at he's a help defender. So let's which look. At, let's look more. at Boston. No, no. Actually, don't do this. Look at Utah and look at the Bucks. Who has better defenders across the board? Bucks. Let me ask you this. I want to get my point across though, let, because let I ask, look at the Celtics, right? But we look at their starting five, and they have multiple great defenders. You got Smart, JB, whatever you want to say. I think he's a solid, great. JT, no, they're great all great defender. defenders. JT is a great defender, one of the best wing defenders this season. Rob Will, Al Horford. That's one of the best defensive lineups in the league. I agree. And I'm looking at, of course, you got Smart in, in, in defensive player of the year uh, contention. You have Rob Will in defensive player of the year contention. But I look at that starting five, and defensively, they're all great. That's true. So, that, so that's why that's why you're not penalizing Giannis? I'm just saying I'm not boasting these guys over Giannis because significantly because why? how great Giannis has let's not act like Giannis sure. has scrub but defenders. But I'm not saying that they're scrubs. I'm just saying Middleton, they're nowhere near. Holiday, Middleton is getting overrated yeah, defensively. Is getting he is, he overrated. is but Portis is not great defensively. I'm looking at the rest of their squad. Grayson Allen's not great defensively. 
It's Giannis and Drew. DiVincenzo. He's not on the team anymore. He's not on the team no more. DiVincenzo. I mean, no, no. I'm talking about Connison. Yeah, Connison. I'm talking about Connison. They all look alike. I understand. <laughs> you can't say stuff like that, man. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but let I me just ask think, you a question that mm-hmm. this is this is a football example. Okay. Oh God. Is there a way for a player to win Offensive Player of the Year without being on a great offense? Mm. Yes. When has that ever happened? Tennessee. Derrick Henry. Not a great offense. Yeah, they did have a top 10 offense. Because of him. Okay, yeah. So his impact directly correlated a top 10 standing. Were they so a top 10 offense? If, yeah, they were. Actually, I think they were six, was great, They were too. six, though. I think they were actually like top eight. So if Giannis is so great defensively and should be DPOY, the Bucks should be a top 10 defense. His impact defensively should directly correlate to that. Your reasoning is sound. And I understand. But I'm looking at the grand scheme of things. One play, like, is Jokic. You're saying that he's been a solid defender. Are they a top 10 defense this season? Let me check. <laughs> and if they're not, it's because they you called a bunch Marcus of scrubs. And, and I didn't want to say anything because I wanted to get his opinion on it, but Marcus Gasol won Defensive Player of the Year over LeBron James. And the Grizzlies was like top eight defense. The, the Nuggets have the 15th best defense in the NBA. Defense rating rising 14th in opponents points per game. But Nikola Jokic is not a DPOI candidate. I'm I never just, said I, that. But I'm, you're saying that he was on Mark Gasol <laughs> caliber level, who is a defensive player of the year. Yeah. But Mark Gasol also had good defenders around him, like Mike Conley, Tony Allen was with him. But let's look at defensive. Like they had, they Again, had, we just spoke oh, you're about right. the Bucks. He also was a He was also made All-NBA second team. I mean, he also made defensive second team. He wasn't even a first teamer, and I'm not. I never said We're that. Talking I, Marcus Saul, yeah, but he won defensive player. I know, of the year. but I, I never said that Marcus Saul, in my opinion, should have been DPOY. I never said he was that. A, still never an elite out. defender. No, though. I know, yeah. but I'm saying if you're saying Giannis should be DPOY or he should be in the running, he at least be. a top th- top three. He's not over Mikel, Marcus Smart, Rudy Gobert, Bam Adebayo. I probably have him over Rudy. The only one or I put Rob over Will. Rob Will just can't be in it right now. I want to give him the award. He's not over Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, he is. No, he's not. He is. No, he's not. Jaron Jackson's a Absolutely great shot blocker. Not. That's all? He is? He's not a great perimeter defender like Giannis. Oh, really? Giannis is great at that? <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking about Luka Doncic, who no, is... No, I'm just speaking from I'm, I'm just speaking from a general... Like, Giannis is a great perimeter defender. For his size, yes. Oh, uh, don't give me the size stuff. Am I wrong by I saying that? I think he's good. I, don't, I wouldn't call you him just, great at it. I think he's solid at it. Semantics. If you want to say good, fine. I say great. There shouldn't be that much of a discrepancy. It's above average. Which is fine. Great. And what were you saying? I disrespect Jaron Jackson. Jackson Jackson is a really good permanent defender. I could dig it. He's a good. He's a good. He's. And like we mentioned before. He is great down low, without a doubt. And like we mentioned before, the Grizzlies, without Ja, win. Mostly because of the great defense they have. But let's and who, be, they have there? great depth. Oh, yeah? Okay. They have great depth. <laughs> yeah, you almost did the thing but you do. But Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks missed, missed a, a good amount of time. The whole season who's their best perimeter defender. Agreed. Outside of Jaron Jackson Jr., who can you point to on Memphis that you're like, oh, wow, like, they're so great defensively. Adams is solid down low. Desmond Bain's really good defender. You guys are you guys are just doing like come on, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, give credit where credit is due. Yeah, they have a solid defensive. I'm just unit. saying, you cannot be DPY if you don't have your team in top. But there's 10 really two great defenders on that squad in the league and the starting five. We look at number one with the Bucks. The, the Bucks have but arguably they have the greatest Drew Holiday. defender in the Agreed. league. Agreed. It's it's Drew Holiday and Giannis. Now name me another name me another <laughs> good defender. Okay, now that that's cool. 
when Draymond Green was healthy for the Warriors, name me another good defender outside of Andrew Wiggins. Okay, so actually, don't even defender. do that. Name another great defender on wait, the Jazz. Is it, isn't that it, wait? Isn't yeah. that what you just did? But I'm with you. You, you but you took out outside you said, of Andrew Wiggins. No, no, because you said you took away the only no, person I was going to say. When we talked about the Bucks, you're like, oh, it's just Drew. No, but I don't disagree. And then I just, it's just two players. With I, the I'm agreeing. That's what I'm saying. If you can only be in a DPY running if you have if you have your team as a top defensive team in the NBA. Uh, that's so strong. I I don't overly disagree, but at the same time, I just acknowledge that's what the makes talent. Gobert's case. So, so who's good. your DPOI? I got I I have Marcus Smart, given the totality of it all and his versatility as well, being that size and being able to guard one and through Bridges, five. He's, I think either either guy should definitely win it. You know, I don't think any you could put a third guy in the race, but I think one of those two guys should get it. I hope we don't get a big this year. I think it's probably going to go to Marcus Smart. I think his comments. If it, if it should be a big, Bam should be in it. Yeah, I think I agree. Bam should be I the agree. big. Now, next rookie of the year. Who? It's a convo. It be? It's a convo. It's in a convo for me. Are you gonna go first? You've been going first the whole time. It's Scotty Barnes for me. It's I, I, I think Scotty Barnes is the rookie of the year. For one, he is the first rookie since Luka Doncic, and, and only the twenty-second rookie in NBA history to average fifteen points, seven rebounds, and three assists in a season. Top three in every major category as a rookie. And this entire season, we've all been talking about Evan Mobley being rookie of the year and running away with the award, mostly in doing doing part to the Cavs' success winning. Mobley doesn't have that over Scotty anymore because the Cavs have dropped off. And you can be like, oh, but the Cavs were injured. Well, the Raptors start the, to start the season were injured too. Pascal Siakam missed, missed a good amount of, they, amount they of time, good and it wasn't. An, and no, they were still like in the play, and they were teetering above yeah, there. Right. But then when they got their star back, that's when you saw them take off. Now they're, they're the sixth seed. Scotty Barnes is the fourth, fifth option on the team, and he's still making a significant impact to this team. I have no questions that if he was the main option on the team, he was in a losing situation like Detroit. He's putting up better numbers. Scotty is the rookie of the year. I don't think because of Cade's slow start and Jalen Green's slow start, and Evan Mobley has been consistent the entire year. I don't believe we should reward the player who has had the hottest stretch. Scotty Barnes has been good all season and has also picked it up throughout the season. Because of that, he's my rookie of the year. I'll say this before you go because I know where you're going. I already said yeah, you the flick. No, I know. I don't I know. To say there's, much. there's a lot, a lot defending Cade. His slow start is a little bit overblown. It was like the first week maybe. After that, he started to turn it up. It was more than that. I don't know, man. It was re- like the first week was bad. His first game was bad. Second game was bad. He turned it up. He's been very consistent. Has been an overall player. But I'll let you go because I don't differ in opinions with Joel. Oh, you? Also- I don't. I don't. <laughs> Listen, the graphic you sent is very, very convincing. But we gotta look at it from this lens. Like he said, top three in every major category. They're top five in the Eastern Conference. Who's top three in every major category? Scotty Barnes. Oh, you know, Kate is top five in every major category. Top for five. Top five. Top in every major, but every major category. It's, it's not top. It's not, it's not top, top three. three. Scotty plays. I mean, in, a, in the team Kate where is, he's the Kate is top, top three. And okay, he's, that's help. That helps. You know, that also hurts and helps. Okay, him, right? let, let me let me say no, this. Also, no, 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 no. how does it hurt him? It hurts him because he's the fourth option. As a fourth option, you kind of get doing more, this, but you kind of get more leeway because you're the fourth attract. You're the fourth least attractive player on defense, as opposed to a number one option who is literally 
like you said, one of the most double, no, the most, without a doubt, doubled rookie Easy. in the NBA. Easy. The guy that's the only guy on his offense, mind you, he's playing. He was playing at a time with Killian Hayes, who can't do anything in minimal spacing because Sadiq Bay was shooting pretty bad at that time. And now, on top of that, he's leading. He's, I listen. Has Scotty been consistent? Absolutely, hundred percent. Has Cade had a little slump? Of course, I, I, like, Man, but and it was the first twenty games actually. 20 games. Yeah, first was, 20, games, 20 he games, he averaged. I, I just searched up on Stabby's yep, first 20 that's games. Fine, that's fine. 15, 6, and 4 and a half assists. So 15. And he shot 37% from the field and 30% from three. 15, which is just under what Scotty's been averaging all season. And he struggled. Yeah, that's struggling. From the field, though. Yeah, he's, I mean, that's. I mean, you, what you guys going to. You guys. Because for me, like Cleveland, and I get that, like, Toronto's been ahead of them, but. I feel like losing Jared Allen and then Mobley's been missing some time too. That really hurt their standings, of course. But Mobley, they they just came out with a new rookie poll. Kate is still too. I, I think Mobley's probably gonna win it. But for me, Mobley I, really? I yeah. don't think Mobley should win it at this point. And Scotty's three. Scotty's still three. That's crazy. But for me, I, I look at best rookie. Who's been the best rookie all year? Who's been the best player? Just the bias against at, Toronto, man. I can't disagree. You're gonna say who's been the best? Who's rookie? Who's been the best Evan rookie? Mobley. Huh? You're saying Evan Mobley because you're saying Evan Mobley's going to win the award. Evan Mobley's probably going to win the award. But who's you're saying been Cade's the, been the best rookie all season? He hasn't. Who's no. been the best rookie? That's, for you're the saying Mobley. I was say Mobley. That's I, what I'm I was saying. Go yeah, Mobley. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Mobley should be the rookie of the year. Who's been the best rookie for the past month? It's been Cade. No, sure. past two, three months, it's been Cade. Cade's been amazing. Yeah. Undoubtedly yeah. been Cade. Uh, but he has been better than Josh Giddy. He hasn't played. I know. <laughs> but uh, for me, it's it's Evan Mobley. I don't think the injuries, like, who's been the best player? Obviously, Cade. But yeah. who's been the best rookie consistently throughout the whole year? I got to keep the consistency with what I say. So Evan Mobley, for me, from start to finish, up until he got hurt, wow. has been has been solid. Why? What do you say that? So Franz Wagner isn't here. No. Franz would probably be four. Franz would be four for me. Wow. You don't have you have him in your top three. Are no, you just, I'm just <laughs> yeah. That. yeah, but Mobley. is Jalen Green fans. in in the top four Tr- in your opinion? Magic fans. No, and you put on your tweet your your Twitter excuse me that Jalen Green's rookie season was comparable to Anthony Edwards. I would say no that you would say that it was going to be like Anthony Edwards. It has been mm, of like the past like week and a half, two weeks. Yes, no, since the All Star break. But of recently, it's been more consistent. No, as of recently, he's been yeah. dropping. Yes, 30. he's been awesome. But, but I'm saying since, since the All Star break, he's been going crazy. Do I need to it, pull out the stats? Please, I feel like it's been like the last two weeks where he's really kicked it up. Yeah, he because he's been average. He's and been Anthony Edwards averaged what twenty two last season. I guess it's comparable, yes, but it's nowhere near that level. What do you mean, Anthony Edwards averaged twenty four post All Star break, and even Jaylen, he averaged twenty two for the season. What I'm saying, I know the reason why Jalen Green. Um, Let's see. While you isn't go. finishing as a top two rookie is because top three, top three is because this rookie of the year race has more depth. Last year was just Lamelo and Anthony Edwards. Who else was there? The third guy was Tyrese Halliburton, averaging like eleven points. I'm not mentioning like in terms of like last year's class, and I'm not saying as a knock on Jalen Green. I solely meant in the conversation of Anthony Edwards and him. Jalen Green since the All Star break is averaging twenty two four and three in twenty two games, and he's shooting forty eight percent from the field and forty percent from three. He's been amazing. Respect. He's, he's Respect. getting his groove. I don't think he should be top three, though. No, no, no. Shouldn't be top four. He's the best scorer in the draft, though. No, he's not. He would give Cade buckets. Didn't they played already. And he gave him buckets. Think so? <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Barnes a lock of Cade, though. <laughs> Yo, did you watch those Toronto's? Go, go home. Like, when you go back to your crib, go watch the Toronto's games versus uh, Detroit and just look at the fourth quarter. 
So that so you have he's Scotty. A he's just so you have Scotty but, too. Uh, yeah, I do so have Scotty. So we're both Scotty. You're Evan Mobley. Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't Mobley. and so, I don't hate so that you opinion. Pulled at all. up. You you sent Drew all these stats back in case you were gonna pick Cade. No, because the conversation we had last week was who was the best player as and a I, rookie. And I'm with him. That's why I, I agree said, wholeheartedly. He, Cade has been the okay. but my consistency. I have to stand on what I stand on. Consistency okay. and Mobley has been consistently and best rookie. Coach of the year. This should be a lock. This should be a lock. I know it's locked, but I want to know who's your next two. It's Monty Williams for me. Yeah, I, have, yeah, I, have, I have Ime and Spoke after. Nah, Ty Lu is Ty Lu's three or two for me. I think two, two is tough. Actually, I have no. Actually, wait, hold up. It's easy for me. Monty Williams. That's the lock. That's Monty the lock. Williams is one. Taylor Jenkins is two. Number three is Ty Lu. I have. Damn, we're gonna have. I have Monty, Nurse, Jason Kidd. I don't hate it. No Tyler, Taylor Jenkins. Nah. No Ime. No. Come on. It's yo, it's like all five of those guys legit. You can con- say. I just don't but know that's how you thing. cannot have Jenkins in your top three when the Grizzlies are winning without Ja. Did you they actually look team. at the teams that they played? It don't matter. Those, a win it is has a win. to matter. A win is a win. I mean, I just I'm going a off like us. We had Jason Kidd. We didn't think he would do the job he's done with that roster right. in terms of being an elite defense and propelling them to where they at. So that's why I put him over. I think no, I mean. Anyways, I think that alone that put me a little bit for uh, why I picked Jason Kidd. And Nick Nurse, obviously, pr- propelling his team. They, they play, realistically, they play like five guys lately. They've been playing an eight-man rotation, but they've been dugging it out. Pascal missed some times. They had a rookie in the starting lineup. OG has missed some time. Fred has sat out, and they're still a top five team in the East. So I think that, like, for me, I, like, it's hard for me to keep Taylor Jenkins out of it. It really is. But I think those two teams have done a little bit more with less. And the reason why I have spelled my top three is because – Look at the injuries that's been taking place Wait, within. Oh, Spo. No, Spo. Why do I keep thinking you say Popovich? That's all right. Uh, the lineup changes that Miami's had to have throughout the season for them to still be atop the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, Eastern Conference, excuse me, not the, the Eastern Conference. For Spo to still have the Miami Heat up top, you got to give him credit for that. I don't have him as my, my leader. Without a doubt, it should be Monty, best, best record in the NBA. The Suns have been the most consistent, most dominant team. The award should go to Monty after he didn't win last season, and that was a little bit of a controversy. Got to give credit to your boy. He was great. But this season, he's shown that we're here to play and we're here to stay, and that's exactly what they've done. I think all of us are going to have, like, you see how you have Taylor Jenkins. I have Nick Nurse. All the, I got all the, all, all the underachievers we realistically have picked. It was just kind of crazy because we all doubted Jason Kidd. For sure. No, you got to give respect to Jake Kidd and what he's been able to do with that defense. Chris but, Finch should deserve some recognition. But Ime, seventh seed? I mean, eighth seed? Seventh seed? Seventh right now. Play-in? They're a lock. Ime, the, best record. Seed, right? They're locked for a play-in. Oh, Mr. Five Seed didn't get it. They folded at the end of the year. Listen, they still were great. Yeah, that take was, was a solid take. It, was a solid. it wasn't a solid because no, we all picked no. them to be a playing team. We did. We did. We but all it's still, did. It was you still, didn't. You picked them to no, be the 12th seed. No, stop lying. Stop lying. Don't do that. I picked them to be a playing team. Not the seventh seed, though. Playing team. Doesn't matter because they think, can lose and be where I had them at. But they're like seven games above the Clippers. They're like four. Nah, they're it's like significant. They're they're look it up. They have I got it. I got it. I got it. The Clippers it. are forty and forty. The Minnesota has like four more wins. Nah, they they have forty seven wins, I believe. So Clippers are twenty three games out of first place. Timberwolves are seventeen like and a half because you can't really oh, tell so that that's way. That's like that's six games. It's, it's five, five and a half. Five and a half, half games. Yeah, so it ain't that bad. That, that is a sizable lead. Bro. I mean, Paul George missed. 
the season, bro. Oh, we're not playing that card, bro. No, it, it happened. He was, he, why not? Paul George was a, Paul George, no, we, we can play that card. Paul George was we ahead of them. He was ahead of them. We can play that card. Down. We're not playing that card. Uh, and then Norman Powell, who they acquired, was also missing Minnesota, time. and I can't wait. Ooh, okay, you know, you I'm going to wait. So? No, we'll wait. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. Before we go on to our all-NBA teams, um, I actually had this. Oh, it's not never mind. Never mind. I actually had this thought that I wanted to share with you guys. I shared it on Twitter. It was a vote. Having fun this episode. The Magic and Raptors, there's been a beef between two fan bases. Jonathan right? hit me up about that, too. He's yeah. pissed. Because John, is that six-man? Yeah. The reason why they have beef is because Raptors fans are kind of ha-haing the Magic <laughs> for having Jalen Suggs and being stuck with Suggs, you know, quote-unquote. That takes stinks. Because Scotty Barnes is better, he and is. I think undoubtedly he's better. He is. So this is the question. This past draft, the Raptors ended up with Scotty Barnes in the first round. And the Magic ended up with Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. So, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Jalen Suggs and Franz or just Scotty Barnes? Wow. It's the a, fact, the it's fact a, that yeah. we're having the question imposes that I'm taking Scotty. Like, I don't. Ooh. Yeah, I, I would take a superstar potential over maybe two all star potentials any day of the week. Any day of the week, uh, Scotty easily. And Jalen Suggs mm. is not an all-star potential player either. He is. I think he, in I, my he opinion, is. I he think is. he is. But that's that's probably struggling rookie season, still putting up. He's more busted. Decent boom. numbers on terrible efficiency and terrible turnover ratio. I, I don't, don't. With rookies, I don't really go for the numbers. I, I look at eye test more, and 100%. he's more. He right now he's looking like a bust over a boom, but I still think he can be an all a low all-star point guard. But I, I think Scotty could be. I a look at Suggs. Right. He just needs to slow down his game. He's too fast. He's moving too too quick for his own good. He needs to slow the game down, and I think he'll be okay. I love the opinion. Taking the one elite player, the one really... Day of the week. I don't disagree, but for what the Magic need, they need depth. I don't think that I could just take the one player over now the I'm just two. talking about like your team. You're building a team brand new. It's fresh. I'm taking Scotty. Not even thinking I'm just thinking it. scenarios. Is promise, that fair? I'll, no, I promise you, I wouldn't think about it. Like I wouldn't think about it at e- all. Even if it was just, I think the if Magic it was Orlando the, too. That's what would, I'm wondering. I would rather have Scotty because they already have so many guards, and they're a good defense with those young players. They have so many guards, but none of them have the ceiling Jalen Suggs has. I look at Cole Anthony. What is Jalen no, thank you. Ceiling. All star. Nobody on that team has Scotty Barnes ceiling. I feel like or, I feel like we're overrating Suggs. Nobody on as that a team rookie, we can't be so quick trigger with it. He's shown flashes. He, I feel like if Orlando, I'm not saying he's a bust. Like he, can, he's a solid starter in my opinion. But I just don't with with all the guards coming in in the NBA. I don't see Suggs, and I'm like, yeah, he's going to be with those guys. I think that again, if he slows, do you think he can be better than De'Aaron Fox? If you're saying that, look, look don't yeah. even answer the question. Yeah. If you're, if you're, thinking, if you're already thinking about, thinking about, about it, it, then... But De'Aaron Fox is a solid ball player. Like, this is okay, the okay. first I season I get he's where... solid. He's, like, top 14 at best. Damn. Top 14. And I don't even think Jalen Suggs can reach Fox. I don't think he can. If you had to think about yeah. it at this moment in time... And but I'm as not, a scorer, I'm not all... De'Aaron solid defensively is where I look at Suggs, and I think that that's where it'll come into play. Offensively, it's Fox. As an all-around player... I, even coming I, out, I, Fox realis- I realistically cool. see... Yeah. I realistically see Jalen Suggs' career high, but all right, we're not talking about wise. But we're not talking like about Wagner. We're not There's talking about Wagner either. Yeah, like we're it. just talking about Suggs and singling him out. We can't discredit what Wagner, Wagner and how can he's be like a Chris Middleton All Star. And what's wrong with that? Scotty's going to be a superstar, probably. So it's yeah. like you know, I was actually watching the Six Man Show the other day, and they were talking. Yeah, they're they, good. They, they were talking about uh the the Raptors beat because. Some the rap Raptors fans got the video of the reaction of them drafting uh, Suggs and mm. 
Twitter was laughing at them for <laughs> reacting that way over drafting Suggs. And they were talking about, a, well, Jonathan was like, I'm not giving up on Suggs. He can still be a dynamic <laughs> offensive player. And I, I, I honestly, I laughed at that. You know, <laughs> That's rude. I, I just feel like they have a lot of faith in Suggs that I just don't they necessarily should. have. But Why you can't know. you? Did you not have faith in Kevin Knox? No. Homer faith? Homer faith. Homer no, faith. No, I did not. You didn't really? I was What about Frank? You had Homer you faith think in about Frank. It like this. You had, had Homer listen, faith you had Homer in faith. Frank. You had Homer faith in Sam Darnold. It's similar in this sense. They have Homer faith in Jalen Suggs. I was out on Frank and Knox very soon. Oh, damn. I mean, damn. I thought it was at least past a year. But Suggs was supposed to be a top three pick. No, yeah. yeah and he's like, I think, top three in VORP amongst all rookies. Who so. cares about VORP as a rookie? <laughs> Like, I hate, yo, but we're, again, we're talking about last, Suggs, but we're not bro, talking the, about the video Bob, last week. Toronto fans jumped on the video. Look at the advanced numbers. Scotty Barnes is winning, bro. Nobody cares about advanced stats when it comes to a rookie, bro. That's like the weirdest, like the weirdest argument ever. Like, yo, his value over replacement, his block. Yo, shut up. That's a lot it's, of Jokic too. Yeah, they but look that's, at those are established stars. These are rookie, bro. We don't care about Vorp. I don't. I don't care about. Vorp. I'm being too People harsh or PR as a rookie. I'm being too harsh towards Suggs. I agree. I agree. A little bit. I don't feel sorry for it, but I'm I am being too harsh. I'll admit it. I'm being too harsh. Respect it. We always have that one player. Yeah. But so. again, it's not just Suggs. If you just want to look at it from that lens, it's Suggs and Wagner. Oh, uh, okay. Give Which me Scotty and a bum, and I feel like uh, I would take. <laughs> I would take give me, I, yo, I, I'll take Scotty and Killian Hayes over Suggs and. Wagner. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> I'll take Scotty and George Hill. Swear to God, George Hill type of player. I will take Scotty and a George Hill level player at his best. Scotty over Jalen Suggs. Scotty is good as Wagner. hell. I will because George Hill is probably what Jalen Suggs' ceiling could be. It's a conversation to be had. I just think that if you want to talk about starting a team, yes, I would take the elite player. But from situations right now, Magic need the depth, and I feel like that's why I, would I feel like I'll that. take the Are top we- three overall though. I mean, over those two. Are we right now fueling this Raptors and Magic beef? Yes. Yeah. Hype it up. Yes. Yeah. We're hyping the yeah. beef. I mean, what's the beef? I mean, did the you Raptors not see the, the six men in, in our comments it. saying it's it. emphatically the Orlando Magic? <laughs> 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 what's the beef, though? The Raptors are in the playoffs. I mean, there's the no beef. The, I'll be honest. Because like, Magic fans are probably laughing at Toronto for taking Scotty over Suggs. There shouldn't be a beef Yeah, because... The Magic, it's not like they passed on Scotty and then picked Suggs. Like, yeah. the Raptors had the pick and they picked Scotty. Magic and got stuck with Suggs. They're just la- – I feel like Raptors fans, and we've talked about this before, that they are they feel very passionate about their players. And because Suggs is projected to go to them and they went to, he went to the Magic, they want to validate the Scotty pick so much by calling out pick. Suggs. It was a great pick. And basically, I think they're just laughing at Magic fans for being so hype about Suggs. And if that was the that's case, not, then... That's what I think is happening. If Magic fans are upset, then go Kaminga at four, right? If you wanted Scotty, go Kaminga at four. But hey, man. You, you took Different Suggs, it right is there. what it is. F5. That should have traded LeBron. Correct. Uh, we should have traded... We no, I didn't traded. say that. Interesting. Yeah, you did say that. Somebody um, was, When LeBron was on the shop He was like I'll play with Steph So I threw up this trade I was like We'll give y'all Wiggs, Moody And um, Couple first The couple first And Wiseman And you give us LeBron We'll set you up Nice little future Swing LeBron over this way Chip Give him Kayvon Looney too Yeah you can have him too Chip oh, Man it's gonna be, Run a Steph Clay pool I'm be LeBron, honest with you Dre, He up. goes to the Warriors it's, go- it's gonna be hard to be a Warriors fan. <laughs> That's what you are. No, it's gonna you're be not hard allowed. to be a Warriors fan. No, nah, just cheer from afar. I might just be an NBA player because then he's basically doing what Kevin Durant did. 
Well, we haven't beat y'all in a long time. I know. It's just you guys aren't good. It's different. It, no, it's it's different. Significant. I mean, send over AD. Done. Oh, okay, fine. We'll give you Wiseman, Wiggins, and Moody. You can take those. And Kaminga. No. Sorry. Nope. Need Kaminga or the deal's not happening. Then the deal won't happen. Let's just bring LeBron to the Knicks. <laughs> Knicks tape. Come on, yeah. baby. Come on, baby. Come on. You go play with RJ. Knicks tape. Before we go on to the next segment, a quick word from DraftKings. Now, two titles are up for grabs on a stacked UFC 273 fight card. Join the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose guaranteed. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the excitement. Everyone can play for a share of millions in prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy MMA Contest. Draft your lineup of fighters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for strikes, takedowns, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $5 on UFC 273 and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TBPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. I heard the fight card is going to be really good. Who's the you know who's fighting? I don't. Interesting. It, it, it is in household names that like because I don't keep up with the UFC like that. What's so. the UFC? UFC what? Two seven three. All right, let's see. I heard the I heard the cards are going to be very good. Like people that are into MMA a lot mm-hmm. are saying that it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm kind of a casual UFC fan, so. Yeah, I am too. I'm Volkanovski only- versus Korean Zombie. Interesting. I know the Korean Zombie. That's pretty tough. So there's that. He's good. It's tomorrow, right? Has to be Saturday. Yep. Wow. Hey. Listen, man, I wish you didn't say that so I could actually have looked it up beforehand. You know, I'm wondering what, you know, last week we, no, last episode we tried out WWE um, for the first time. And we're thinking about branching out and talking about that a little bit more. Would love that. Yeah. Would love that. I'm wondering if our fans would be kind enough to drop it in the comments or even mention us on Twitter and give us their thoughts on this. What would they rather have us branch out into? Oh, is it MLB? Is it UFC? Go. You know they're going to pick it MLB. WWE? They're begging. I'm begging. I'm begging, y'all. Please. It's a hard sport to really it, digest, bro. It is hard, but and you it's think like about mad games, bro. It is, but so is basketball. No, that's like a hundred and some change games, It's bro. basically double the NBA season in total games. I'll try to. I mean, Astros should, win it like all. like the Astros. I love exactly. them because they win it all. Start with your team. Jose, you know. Walk off. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> Buzzer. They, yeah. The fans know. Winner. Chip. Uh, 2017. That was a long time ago. 2017 was okay. We Five went years. back in 19. Uh-huh, and y'all lost. Yeah, y'all but we didn't cheat. Last year, so that, just, that proved to you that we don't need to cheat to go there because we went twice. It was impressive. Yeah, we're nice. You went once after cheating. You just said we went last year. And that's once. Oh, because we cheated in, in 19. I'm a Mets fan. Oh, God. Game respect game, man. The Mets are better than the Yankees this year, right? Not necessarily, but there's <laughs> expectations for the Mets this season. To that be better. <laughs> potentially. Okay. Don't right you judge? Huh? In yeah. Stanton? Yeah. No, we got a squad. And Garrett Cole. Didn't you take our pitcher? Yeah, we and did. I thought off. you said Garrett Cole sucked. He does. I was mad. He, they don't, they don't got Because they don't got Astro a, Garrett. That's why. Correct. We're the, the cheater Garrett. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't got the cheater He gave up three runs before getting an out. So I was mad. I was mad. What are your thoughts now? Oh, I was happy with his outing. To go four 
innings, only Witcher give up three runs after the first. It's all right. You can just listen, gain some knowledge. Maybe, you know, you 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 take it in a little bit better. But four innings strong after the first. What, what man? I'm just being real. After the first inning, he, he definitely settled down. The Yankees pitching as a whole settled down. Garrett Cole. Who's for, our best player? Us? Yeah. In my opinion, it's Aaron Judge. Okay. I think he Aaron Judge is our best player. Is that your best hitter hitting. or your best player? Player. Best player, because defensively he's amazing. One of the best gloves in right field. He's offense. your best hitter also? Him and Stanton, I would probably lean Judge because he hits for better average. Why'd you just do this? Because it's just like, <laughs> ah, it's, it's really close because Stan has been all-world last two what seasons. What about Glover Teixeira? That's Glover Teixeira is a, a, a MMA fighter, and you know what? Sh- <laughs> shout out, you know, and, and now that you and say that, hard. shout out to Glover Teixeira because that's Mel's coach. Uh, I don't know why Mel, that name was Mel Joel. No, it's the, it's their pitcher was Teixeira, and, right? No, our first baseman was was Mark Teixeira. There it okay. is. That's who you're thinking about. Glover Teixeira, shout out Mel. Glover Teixeira is actually the champion right now. He's a champion in his in his weight class. Heavyweight? Yeah, he's the oldest champion I at thought, that weight I class. I thought Yon- Yon- no, not not heavyweight. He's not heavyweight. Yeah, he can't. He's not Francis heavyweight. Oh, he's light heavyweight. I I don't know. I can't. Oh, tell me, he I'm fought not John sure. Jones. No, he did not. Glover not for the, sheriff. He's not for fought, the chip, but he's fought. fought. So he, he has, has to be a light fought. heavyweight. Ah, but these guys really change divisions. So middleweight. But yes, Glover is the oldest champion. Ew. That's respect to him, man. It's a grind. He's a light heavyweight champion. Light heavyweight. I knew it. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Thank you. But uh, yeah, Mark Teixeira. Yeah, he's forty-two. Jeez. I mean, wasn't a uh, Shogun was pretty old. Shogun rule when he won. Like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure off the top of my head that I believe Glover Teixeira was the oldest champion in the weight class. Cool. Now let's go on to our all NBA teams. We named our MVP and we named a bunch of other important categories too with the NBA awards. Now on to the all NBA teams. I'm just gonna rip my three off. or the first. I'll just no, rip I, off I think first. we can we can breeze through the all NBA defensive and rookie teams, but let's start with the all NBA teams. I think we should go first team. Then we go yeah, second yeah, yeah. team. First team for me, Luka, Booker, Tatum, Giannis, Jokic. Wow. That's uh, my first team. First team for uh, me. And the reason, let me go, let me let me say this. Embiid is not on the first team, not because he shouldn't be on it. I don't agree with the criteria of having two centers in the first team just so we can give them consolation prizes for their great seasons. There's one great center in the end. There's one center that should be in the All-NBA first team. It's tough luck that it's between Embiid and Jokic. But it's Jokic. And Giannis, to me, is not a small forward. He's a power forward. So, to me, he's the best power forward. Jokic is the best center. Tatum has been the best small forward. Booker has been the best two guard. And Luka has been the best one. And that's why I'm not putting Embiid in the first team just so I can satisfy people's people's uh you know just so I can be you know just so well, I'm missing the word for it I, I get guess it. I get what you're saying the yeah. status quo the, the uh, to fit the quota, for me I feel like the, the all NBA first team should just be the best five players on competitive teams so for me Devin Booker I agree Luca I agree Giannis. Duh. Joel Embiid and the Joker. I feel like this year has to be. If it, it, I understand you don't agree. And I listen. I, it's Fair weird logic. That, yeah, it's weird Fair that logic. they did it this year. Obviously to make up for it. But since they did it, I'm. But gonna they also it. did say that they, they can also, only yeah. they can only make that that team if like for example if Jokic gets more votes as a center than as a power forward then he classifies as a center. 
So if Embiid gets more votes as a center than as a power forward, he can't make it as a power forward if somebody else has more votes as a power but forward. But Luke, yeah, because some people are classified as a guard and a forward. Like Luca mm-hmm. is classified so as a guard and a forward. Two guards, two forwards, and a center, or are they still classifying as some certain two people? Guards. Like Tatum gets to be a guard and a forward. Demar gets to be a guard and a forward. Like certain people get to be both. Depends on I don't know what it depends on, but certain people get to be both. But for me, that's my. Favorite. All right, my what f- I was gonna say is that I'm not gonna give Embiid a participation trophy. And getting yeah, and, and making the All NBA first team when he's not the best center in the NBA. He's we don't we don't we don't, we don't give though. we don't give a Cole Finals MVP. We don't do all these these other stuff. It's one best center in basketball. My my team my first team is on the basis of guards, two forwards, center. The same way they format the All Star game. There's one center. It's between Embiid and Jokic, and Jokic is better. All right, so my first team All-NBA is going to be Devin Booker, Luka, Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, exactly like Ribs. I don't know how you could shake it up, especially if they're going with this criteria. I agree with what you're saying. The fact that they did decide to start that that movement this season, it is what it is, but you can't dis- or not acknowledge what Embiid's doing. He's top second three. team is great. He, de- he deserves to be But he's deserving a first team. To be top three in the MVP. Not if be, it's over Jokic or Giannis. Has to be over Tatum. Not not over Tatum, in my opinion. He, well, he's, is Tatum top three in your MVP voting? He's not. If you're a top three MVP voter, come on, bro. There's no way in hell that you're not on the first Listen, team. I'd rather take Tatum, I'll be honest, than Embiid. I'd That's not the question. It's, it's It has nothing to do with the question. I'd rather take Tatum, I'll be honest. You're talking to the right person. I love Tatum. It's ridiculous. And B's it been is. better all year. He has been. All year. It just sucks that this is the year that he's not the best center in the NBA. It's Jokic by a mile. By a mile is strong. No, it's by a mile. I mean, it's strong. I guess. I mean, he's, I guess. You could say that. My, 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 Jokic has my been take, better. My so. take from the, earlier this season still stands. Jokic is what Curry is to Embiid's dame. That's the gap. I still think that that's a little bit strong hearted, but to each their own. That's a pretty. Tough cap, <laughs> damn. Because that's not that's not necessarily that's clear. What he's saying is facts. No, I'm saying what he said. Like if he's saying Dame is Embiid and Steph that's is, that saying. means Joker really clears. That? Do you agree with that? I don't think he clears. I, I think agree. Joker's better, but yes. the, like the I think it's more like Steph and Kyrie, honestly. And again, I don't think. But you said Dame is better than Kyrie before. That's true. That's damn. Never mind. Yeah. Did you give your first team already? Yes, I did. Okay. Second team, and you buddy. don't have Embiid there either. I do. Okay. No, my first team, since you didn't hear me, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, <laughs> Giannis, Embiid, Jokic. My second team is John Morant, Trey Young, LeBron, Cat, and Embiid. My second team is John Morant, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, LeBron, Cat. All right, we're two for two. I got John Morant, Steph Curry, Tatum, LeBron, and Carl Anthony Towns. Now, you having Trey Young and Curry... Mixed match. I don't have Curry on my second team. No, I'm saying mixed match because you're gonna have Trey and your uh, you're gonna have Curry in your third team. Yeah, of course. So that's what I'm saying. I don't hate it. I don't uh, disagree. I don't hate it, especially Trey Young has been phenomenal statistically. He's been out of this world. I believe first player with two thousand points. It's Curry missing time for me. That's it. The only reason I don't mm. I don't have Trey. I can't have. I don't know. It's tough. Like LeBron only got in because. He was you know what? technically I, leading the league. Okay, I'm going to switch something up right now. Cat is not on my second team. Durant's on my second team. 
So it's Ja, Trey, LeBron, Durant, and Embiid. Durant missed time. Exactly. If you're going to have huh? Durant in your second time. team. LeBron's missed time. But you can't, you can't Curry, say Curry's missed Curry time missed and time put Durant up there. Well, Trey's averaging like 29 and 10. But to, to who are you taking off? Cat? That's kind of crazy. Cat is on my third team. But let's talk about Curry's impact. The, re- the, reason why, the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm being hypocritical now. <laughs> I had Embiid as my second team because I'm not going to have two centers. But then I have Embiid and Cat. Cat is a center, of course. I'm going to remain consistent with that. So Cat okay. is now my third team as my center. Okay, okay. Because my third team is Chris Paul, is Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Siakam, and Cat. My third team doesn't have a center. So my third team is Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, DeMar DeRozan, and Pascal Siakam. I don't hate the Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Siakam, I feel like, yes, he's not a center, but because they've needed oh, to. I could put three yeah. forwards on my team. But that's I had CP3, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, KD, and Siakam. That's my third team. Oh, okay. That's the, you guys all have Cat, though, right? Yeah, I have Cat on my, on my second, second team. team. Okay. You're crazy for putting him on your third. No, it's just because I'm not going to have two centers on which my team. Which is teams. fine. Which is fine. I'm CP3 here. deserves to make an All-NBA team. Donovan Mitchell's on your All-NBA team over CP3. He's on my third team. I feel team. like it's a little strong. How so? I mean, three's I mean, league leader in assists. You have CP3. I, I mean, all NBA teams are really, it's really hard. It, it is. is really, really extremely hard. It is. But what I, do you think about most of these players missing a significant chunk, chunk of the season? I look at it as who's, whose team got impacted the most when you miss time. And for that, I understand KD being, that's why KD's on my second team. Yep. And he was an MVP. He was number KD's one. KD's on your second team? Yeah. Oh, really? Was he? Yes. No. He no, Katie's on my third yes. team. Pardon me, but Katie's on my third team. But I understand why you would like why somebody would put Katie on the second team. But um, Chris Paul, I just I don't know. He doesn't have the numbers to be an All NBA guy. Leads for the me. league in assists. Yeah, team bro. is among the. It is the best team it in the is, NBA. It's it's tough. It really is tough to keep him off. But I don't know. It's tough. I don't have him on my. T- I don't think he's been consistently. And CP3 still played 64 games this season. Yeah, I don't think he's been clearly better than any of the guards I named. I think only the person I would probably take him off for is Donovan. Agreed. That's what. That's the that's, one that I'm saying. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. But Trey, Curry, Agreed. job, Agreed. Been better. Agreed. All defensive teams. Oh, sure. Now, to start off, my first team is Marcus Smart, Mikel Bridges, Giannis, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Gobert. Wow. That's my five. My all, my all okay. NBA defensive team, first team. Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges, Giannis, Rob Will, Adebayo. Wow. My, okay, so my first team is Smart, Mikael Bridges, Giannis, Jaron Jackson, Bam Adebayo. No Rob Will for y'all is a little No, rude. he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I know he's in second team. I have Jaron in my second team. I actually snubbed Rob Will. He's not in the second <laughs> team either? No. Yeah, you're, all right, you got to redo your list. Because <laughs> it's Drew Holiday. It's Matisse Steibel. It's Jason Tatum. Bam. And Embiid. For me, it's Drew Holiday, Matisse Thybul, Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert, and Rob. I should take out Embiid for Rob. I think you should. I think that's the one yeah. I would probably take out. But I don't know how I can do that. It's hard. It is. It's a tough man. It's really tough, bro. And the injury didn't help him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So I have Drew Holiday. I have Jason Tatum. I have Jaron Jackson. I actually have Draymond Green in here and I have Rudy you Gobert. You still have Draymond. I do. Oh, my God. He's been horrible. Since so you don't have Bam? No, you Bam's have... in my first team. Oh, first okay. team. You don't have Jaron Jackson Jr.? I do have Jaron Jackson. Do I have you, Drew Holiday. Do you J- not listen? 
I'm not listening right now. <laughs> who who are you missing? That's of I have of, Drew Holiday, um, Jason Tatum, Matisse. He's missing Matisse. Not even no. It's name your teams again. All right, Jesus. Hey, <laughs> what do we have a podcast for if we're not going to use our ears? <laughs> My first team: Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges, Giannis, Rob Will, Adebayo. My second team: Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum, Jaron Jackson, Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert. He's missing Matisse. Okay. You're crazy for that. I thought you were missing Gobert for a second. No. <laughs> yeah. Gobert has to make it. Gobert's borderline first team. But personally, I think Adebayo has been excellent, more versatile. Miami's oh, first Adebayo's team. clear yeah. first team for me. Yeah. He's got to be. And Rob Will, that's another one. I just cannot have him miss this first this first team defense. You know, I'm going to take out Thibault. Tripping. That's what I'm going to take out. It's either thigh because I can't. Take out Embiid, bro. I can't take out Embiid, bro. Embiid's been great defensively. You have, man. If you if you just told us, you just told us that because of your NBA team, the facts, best center. Facts. Who's been the best center? So defensively, who's been the best center? You can't take out Matisse. He's been one of the best perimeter lockdown defenders. You can't. You just can't do it. Embiid got to go. It's your list, though. You know. <laughs> At the end of the day, you can do what you want. All right, I'm taking out Embiid. Thank you. I don't. I don't like that though. Because he's like consistent. what? He's like he's one of the top DPOY candidates. Not really. No, he's not. He's not. The list just came out. It's Mikael, Giannis, Smart. Not in that order, but it's those three. Go Bears over him. I think some Rob was at five. Is Bam is over him too. Mm-hmm. No way. Actually, yeah. I have the odds up right here. Ridiculous. No, you're right. He's not here. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's cool. Take his ass out. Yeah, I'm taking him out. I'm taking <laughs> after that. I'm taking him out. Get him out of here, buddy. So now on to the all rookie teams. Two teams of five. Do it. First team is Cade, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, Wagner, and Mobley. That's the only team it should be. I have Cade, I have Green, I have Barnes, I have Wagner, Wagner, excuse me, and Mobley. You have James Buck Knight, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Did Buck Knight make your second team? No. Okay, good. Why good, would good. he? James don't play him, man. It's crazy. He's still going to bust it. Uh, oh, uh. wow. He's still going to uh, blossom into a great player. <laughs> you can say bust out. You can bust out. That's fair. Um, I have the same team as you guys. Yeah, don't need to That's the only that. first team. Yeah. My second team, though, I got um, Josh Giddy. Yep. Herb Jones. Yep. Io. Yep. Bones. Love it. Mingo. Yeah, we're, that's not, my, we're that's on point. My, that's my second team. Come we're on bucket. point. That's a, it's Io. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I've been thinking about saying it on air, but uh, I was I like, ah, you know what? Let me die. Picked up cum bucket. <laughs> <laughs> That's really his nickname. That's insane. That's fire. It's hilarious. Io, Giddy, Herb, Highland, Kuminga. Oh, you want people to listen to you, huh? That's why you got he all quiet. He was Unbelievable. Waiting. He's like, y'all done? <laughs> you guys, y'all done? <laughs> oh, okay. You guys got quiet though. You guys stopped talking. Mister Cum Bucket. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, my, se- my rookie second team is Giddy, Io, Herb Jones, Bones, Kaminga. No Austin Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bully, man. You're such a bully. Uh, so let's uh let's get to these let's pick um, aside awards, man. Yeah, we're gonna get to those right now. But let's recap. All right, let's do it. What we just went through. All so right. for NBA awards, let's give our NBA awards out. MVP, Nikola Jokic, MIP, Desmond Bain. Six man of the year, Tyler Hero, DPOY, Mikel Bridges, Rookie of the Year, Scotty Barnes, and Coach of the Year, Monty Williams. For me, MVP, The Joker, DPOY, Marcus Smart, Rookie of the Year, Evan Mobley, Most Improved Player, DeJounte Murray, 
Coach of the Year, Monty Williams, and Sixth Man of the Year, unanimously, Tyler Harrow. Should be unanimous. Okay, my MVP is going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. My Defensive Player of the Year is going to be Marcus Smart. My Rookie of the Year is going to be Scotty Barnes. Most Improved Player, John Morant. Coach of the Year should be unanimous also, Monty Williams. Sixth Man of the Year, Tyler Hero. For the All-NBA teams, my first team, Luka, Booker, Tatum, Giannis, Jokic. Second team is Ja, Trey, LeBron, Durant, and Embiid. The reason I have Embiid on the second team is because I'm not putting two centers on my first team. This is a competition. Third team, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Siakam, and Cat. And for me, my All-NBA first team, Luka, Booker, Tatum, Giannis. Oh, I'm so sorry, y'all. I was reading yours. That's my okay. All-NBA first team, De- Devin Booker, Luka, Giannis, Embiid, the Joker. <laughs> my second team, John Morant, Steph, Tatum, LeBron, Cat. My third team, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, KD, DeRozan, and Pascal Siakam. All right, so for my All-NBA first team, I have Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. My second team All-NBA is going to be John Morant, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Carl Anthony Towns. My All-NBA third team is going to be CP3, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Pascal Siakam. All defensive teams. My first team is Marcus Smart, Mikel Bridges, Giannis, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Rudy Gobert. Second team, Drew Holiday, Matisse Thybul, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and Rob Will. You guys bullied me into taking Joel Embiid out. I, I kind of should be in your first I, team. I feel like Embiid should be on here. I feel like he's getting snubbed. I feel like he's getting snubbed. Do you think so? I do think so. You need Rob Will in your first team. The both of you. Not over Gobert, not over Jaron Jackson Jr. Easily should be over Jaron Jackson. You think so? Yes. Uh, I don't know. My old defensive first team, Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges, Giannis, Jaron Jackson, Bam Adebayo. My old defensive second team, Drew Holiday, Matisse Stiebel, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, and Rudy Gobert. It's a good team. Change a few things here and there. <laughs> My NBA first team defense, Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Robert Williams, Bam Adebayo. My all-defensive second team is going to be Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum, Jaron Jackson, Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert. I feel like the all-rookie teams were very easy. I mean, first team should be consensus for everybody. Correct. Cade. Jalen Green, Scotty, Wagner, and Mobley. Correct. The second team, I think Ayo is a lock. Should be. Giddy is a lock. Herb Jones is a lock. I think the only two you can debate is like putting Highland or Kaminga there. Okay. But that's it. For me, my second team's Ayo, Highland, Giddy, Herb, Kaminga. I feel like three of those guys are locks. Highland and Kaminga can be debated, but I they're on they're on my team. For me, my rookie first team is clear. We have the same list, and my second team is Giddy, Herb, Io, Highland, Kaminga. For me, those are the five locks. Those have been the next best five rookies in the this draft class. You could debate a couple other guys, but honestly, I don't see it because these guys have done it for a longer period of time. I hope you guys enjoy hearing it three times in a row. My rookie first team, Kay Cunningham, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, Wagner, Mobley. My rookie second team, Josh Giddy, Io Dusunmu, Herb Jones, Bones Highland, Jonathan Kaminga. So the players people might give us backlash for is not having Chris Duarte on here or Alperin Shangun. Word. I'm okay with that. Me too. You can hate on it. Yeah. I feel like Chris Duarte oh, shouldn't be over Nishan Highland. Bones. Duarte had a great start. It's been pretty Couldn't mid. keep it up. Yeah. Correct. 
if Trey Mann was doing this for a longer period of time, maybe he, he might be here too, but he just hasn't, and that's why I don't I don't have him on here. So that does it. That recaps our all NBA teams, defensive teams, and rookie teams. Now Great job to let's these players, go man. on to the pick aside awards. But before that, let's give a shout out to Knack Bags. They have been kind enough to sponsor us which, and also give us their great book bag. It's called Knack Bag. Come here, let me be uh let me be the model. You be the model, Drew. You're the best looking guy here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You right, think Riff. you look better? You'll be as sexy Drew? as me one day. I think the beard is holding you back, um, Riff, not having a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro, you're cute, bro. Don't ever think otherwise. You know that. I'm pretty, Come bro. On. Okay. All right. All right. Bro said the beard is... Why do you say that? <laughs> because you have a profile picture with a fake beard I look beard handsome on. in that. And the reason, Yo, and the that reason, is so funny that let, you photoshopped. Let me know now. I look handsome in that, don't I? <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> And you know you do, and that's why you know you look better with the beard. Oh, man. It might never come yeah. in, bro. Yeah. Dude, one day you got to pray on it. No, that's cool. I think I look good regardless. So shout out to Knack Bags. They've been kind enough to sponsor us, and this book bag has been quite amazing. I've been taking it to school. I've been packing it up with a lot of great stuff. It has a main compartment. Basically, whatever you get in the book bag, you've got the two main compartments, but it also is a suitcase, and you can fit a lot of stuff in this bag. If you want to go hiking, if you want to go traveling, the knack bag is the bag for you. It has a hidden water bottle compartment. So you can, you know, stack some waters in your bag. You got a bunch of space and you can also hide the, the shoulder. What is that called? I keep forgetting what's that called? The shoulder straps. The so shoulder straps. You can hide the shoulder straps and now hold the back the backpack sideways and hold it as if it is a briefcase. And also they have two holes by where like the book bag goes on you. There's two holes. So when you're on, when you're at the airport, if you're traveling and you have a carry on bag, you can slip the book bag right on the carry on bag. So you don't have to carry it on your back. So the knack bag is truly a great pack backpack. You're getting a school backpack, a suitcase all in one. This can be used for travel, hiking. It fits a lot of stuff. It also extends into a bigger bag. They have three, they have three bags. Um, there's a small size, a medium size, and a large size. You can buy them at knackbags.com. That's K-N-A-C-K-B-A-G-S.com. And you can use promo code PICKNACK, which is P-I-C-K-K-N-A-C-K. And when you add a TSA approved lock that they sell on the knack bag site, you will get that as a free gift. When you do use that promo code, you have to make sure that the TSA approved lock is in your cart and then use the promo code to get that lock for free. Make sure nobody breaks into your bag. So once again, that's promo code pick knack P I C K N no P I C K K N A C K at knackbags.com. It's truly an amazing bag. And Drew is jealous over me because I, I wish I had it. I wish yeah. I had it. And, I, and I'm hoping that Knackbag sees that beautiful presentation that I just did for them and they send me one myself. Yeah. So thank you to Knackbags again for Absolutely. supporting the show. Thank Absolutely. you to every sponsor that supports very this show. And for you very guys out there that support the show not only by watching us or donating on Patreon, 
but also by going and supporting the sponsors that support us. 100%. Because it's one full circle. Correct. You support us. They continue to support us. And we're all one big happy family. So thank you guys. Thank you to Nag Bags once again for sponsoring Word. us. Now on to the Pick Aside Awards. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate y'all. <laughs> that was super late. <laughs> I was waiting to like, finish your whole... Uh, we appreciate y'all. <laughs> that was gangster. What do you mean? What do you mean gangster? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You just talking about the fans. I was saying like we appreciate y'all and whatnot. You know. That was too school for school. Too cool for school attitude. You know Riv. <laughs> you know Riv. That's all I gotta say. You know what I'm saying? Just you guys give the love. You give the. And I'm just. You know. We you just can. do you, man. Just do me, bro. Respect. Game respect. Game. I feel like I was supposed to be born in like the Greece era. Greece era, like, because I'm too cool. Like medieval times. No, like Greece, like when they had the black jackets. Roman era. No, like uh, Greece, Greece. The oh yes, yes, yes. Greece. Like Saturday Night Fever. What era was that? That's like a John Travolta. I'm talking about like sixties. Yes, yeah, something like early. Nah, the disco nah. era. Like the fonts. Yes, yeah, so seventies. Okay, seventies. Seventies, eighties. I think. I think it's the eighties actually. Eighties. I think it's the eighties. Disco era. Yeah. I feel like that 70s show, I'm Hyde. Ah, so it is 70s. You're right. Hyde, that's you? I think so. I don't think you wanted to live in that era. No, I probably wouldn't, but because they ain't got no TV. But I like going outside. Yeah, no phone, bro. Oh, maybe I need. I don't need it. Maybe I need to get out of it. Maybe. Tell you, I mean, maybe. You, do, you are on your phone for 17 hours. Maybe <laughs> I need to stop. Maybe that's why my brain is fried. It might be, man. Yeah, maybe I got to stop. You know, go outside, meet yeah, people. You, you know, you watch a lot of basketball. You got to keep up. I'm a bit anti-social, though, so maybe I need to go outside and experience these new things. You need to meet up with Roddy I went to the movies by yeah, myself the other day. I did it one time, never again. Why? Why will I never do it again? <laughs> yeah. I just was miserable. I'm, really? a, I'm a person that I like the interaction. I like to talk while I'm watching a movie. You I know people don't like that. I, that's just me. Maybe that's why I do what I do. I was in this sitting and I was the happiest I've ever been in my life. I was watching Spider-Man Homecoming, and that movie's great. Mid. But I left that movie theater thinking it was mid. It was mid. It's not. It's not. Pretty mid. Nah, it's, trust me, it's why, not. Why, because you went again with people? Nah, because I saw it again with someone, and I just had a way better experience. For some reason, I just so, like So the person makes your movie? It makes the experience more enjoyable. So the experience is lit, not the movie. Yes. I'm a big experience individual. So the movie is mid. Uh, but I like the movie now. Okay. <laughs> That's because he ties in the movie with the experience. Makes exactly. It, no, the, the movie was mid to me. Bro. I can't watch movies twice. What? For some reason. I can only watch them once. You know I what? And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and I don't care what anyone says. When I first watched Frozen for the first time, I watched Frozen... 14 days in a row. I've watched Shrek a thousand times. Amen to I'm that. Not, no, I'm what's forced wrong with that? To, to watch Shrek. Bro, Shrek's goaded. I can't watch it a thousand times. I know what's going to happen every time, every single time. And in the morning? Yeah. Like, I'm making it. waffles. I hate it, bro. Dude, he's goaded. Okay. Yeah, nah. I can't do it. Maybe like if I would have watched it eight times as opposed to a thousand. I watched it six times in a row one day. You know how terrible that is? I don't mind it. Yeah. Right. Don't care. Have you seen Shrek 2? Yeah. Ugh. So good. Okay. It's You'll a see. Pixar film, right? No. DreamWorks. DreamWorks. This guy. Pixar. Noob. Pixar yeah, is guy. good, though. Young guy. Amazing. Yeah, it is good. Don't get yeah, it twisted. Dream, come on. Come on it's, yeah, it's DreamWorks. DreamWorks? You gotta know that. DreamWorks, man. I'm not cultured in that aspect. <laughs> you you should tell. Not cultured. I'm more of an anime guy. You guys know that. Dude, Demon Slayer. Good as hell. Why didn't you watch Ranking of Kings yet? Because Demon Slayer, I need to finish it first. What is, what is Demon Slayer? Demon Slayer is insane. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's... it's no, I'm not going to watch it. it. Honestly, it's in the name. 
You have this guy. His name's Tanjiro. He's famous. He slays demons. First episode, tragic things happens. It sparks a whole journey for him. And now he kills demons. The tragic thing that happens don't is Don't spoil that it. It's, it's the first a, episode I know, but don't spoiler, say it. Bro. But it's crazy. I, kn- I didn't know it happened. But it's not a spoiler. It is. No, it's not. <laughs> if you tell him, I'm going to be mad. Okay, be mad. <laughs> Basically, Demon Slayer, the plot of the, the story is that his whoa, whoa, whoa. sister... Don't say too much. Okay. His sister turns into a demon. And now he's, oh. he goes on a journey to try to save her. Okay. That's yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to yeah. say the other thing. Demon no, Slayer. basically yeah. Yeah. Trying to slay demons. Correct. His sister right. is a demon. Perfectly done. Yeah. Perfectly that's done. That's all it was. So it's perfectly simple. done. Yeah. But Ranking of Kings is an anime that I just finished watching, and I was I just got recommended a video on YouTube about Boji's cutest moments, and I can't wait to watch it. I'll tell you what. Everyone's loving this question mark tweet at me. Yeah, it was weird. It's hilarious. What bro, said, bro said, look at my dad <laughs> and my mom. That's not what I said. I said I love... My mom and dad. Let me see. It's Sierra. Day Night with Bay with Russell Wilson. Oh, I thought you like quote no. tweeted it. I no. did quote tweet it. I said, I love my mom and dad. And I just put a question mark. And I like, absolutely pissed my pants when I saw that. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's just like, what are you doing? I, I liked it. And, you know, I let you have your 15 minutes of fame. Race, I don't know what it is, but Riv tends to ratio people. Because <laughs> Riv has the subtle funny tweets. Subtle funny tweets hit. This is a subtle funny tweet. It's hilarious. <laughs> ratio to he gonna send it back like ratio. L, right? I saw that. I, yeah, I didn't like it. Me crying. Maybe I did. I don't know. No, remember. I actually it's close. It's close to to being over years now. Really? Ratio yeah. is the dumbest thing with all due respect. It's so stupid. It's funny at times. It is at times. I think it is I think it's actually one of the best things that happened to humanity. Oh my god. You just say ratio just like everything's like everything you a say after that likes. is like yeah, everything you no, say after ratio that. Ratio like, has ended Good discourse, it has. Yeah, so it's because somebody comes. Come, now, yeah, I was joking. Okay, somebody comes with a comment. You just like ratio, and then <laughs> everybody starts. You get laughing. a ratio, <laughs> and then everybody just kind of just starts saying it. It's just like you don't want to talk it's anymore. Just, yo, it's just being ratioed is such a bad feeling. It's like a stab in the chest. It is. It is. I don't know what it is about it. It's like psychology. It's just like what damn. did you even say that I I was like that I, that you um that I commented on. Joel, you be tweeting I so totally much. I'm not scared. I'm you not said, going back. Uh, you said I some, haven't been tweeting as recently. Yeah, you said some taking. Joel, like, bro, come on, bro. Stinks. You got an image to keep up. Yeah, I know. You're a good guy, come on, bro. bro. You're almost at 1300. I'm so close to it. You're doing your thing. Damn, how much am I at right now? 1282. Bro's wow. Twitter famous. That's fantastic. So, I hope. I'm almost at 400. Getting there. I'm at 1040. You didn't have to say that. You see how he just what, bro, I'm me? Just, no, I you didn't. didn't have to say that. After we me. said his. You said yours. I said mine. No, but mine. I felt like that was like you could have said. Stop, bro! Not everything's me. a competition. Everything is a competition. I'm trying to rule the world. Come on, bro! We're all brothers here. I don't even look at you like that. That's mean. No, I'm just messing with you. Thank you. you. Right, let's go on to the next topic, man. Before my feelings really get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Player with the most approved in the playoffs. So these are pick a side awards. <laughs> we well, is this really a award? Well, a player with the most to prove. I guess is it's an just award? like the title. Pick- it's their title. Okay. Pick so, a side list. I guess this would be our pick a side award. The most disappointing team and player. Yeah, so you get a big fat ugly award. Yeah. So disappointing player like in the playoffs, we're gonna do that or we're saying like we this can definitely season? do that. I thought we we're saying disappointing as in team. We could do that both. too. <sighs> Doing both. Player and team. Can't escape this. But okay, I guess we shouldn't really call this pick a side awards then. Right, because titles. these aren't awards. Pick aside titles. Okay, that sounds a little bit better. Acclamations. I mean, we can okay. get pick aside awards after the playoffs. Okay, You're I like right. that. We can. We can. I love that. Okay, yeah, that's good. So Thanks. this guy, big brain. So let's just name this uh, pick aside titles or 
pick aside expectations. All there right. we sure. go. Oh, it's why you're the pick aside expectations operation. and disappointments. Mm. All right, that's what it's going to be called. Why not? So, player with the most to prove in the playoffs are pick aside expectations. What player heading into these playoffs has the most to prove? This one borderline too easy. Demar Derozan, where he's had a whole career of having people look at him and see him as this. Playoff choker, drops off when he comes into the playoffs. And I don't hold it too much against him. He's going against LeBron, a juggernaut in the Eastern Conference. He's not the only person to run into that wall and not be able to move forward. You can't really hold it against him. But there are going to be expectations on his shoulders to perform at that level to propel them. For me, I'm going to go the opposite way. Zach Levine, a guy who's like never Love played it. in Love the it. playoffs. Love you know? it. A guy who's expected to take that next jump. Expected. We, you know, we, we look at Zach Levine as one of the most talented scorers in the NBA. We look at him as a guy that we expect him with the 100%. type with the level of skill he has and talent should be in that conversation with Devin Booker with Donovan Mitchell no but doubt. he has no playoff experience so we expect this man to come in and definitely prove us wrong definitely if not wrong whoa, definitely whoa. prove us right. something prove us right definitely prove us right or prove that he can be in that upper echelon that he is of guards him. so for me Zach Levine easily love it you mentioned i have four players God, you mentioned the just give one I kind of want to go, gotta go above, No, You said three and then said four. Titles. All right, we give him one you, and one. Because you said DeRozan, and that's why I can't. That's you it, know. you got to pivot. Number so two. now I have three. Do you think? Jimmy Butler. Ooh. He choked in the playoffs last season. I believe Jimmy Butler is a bad playoff run away from being shipped out of Miami. Wow. Number two is James Harden. You leave Houston to go to Brooklyn. You, you, you leave Brooklyn midway. You joined Philly, and you haven't looked good since the first four games you joined Philly. And they got you to make a run in the playoffs. If he has to prove that he's still that all, all-star, superstar caliber player. And my last one is Luka. Got to get out the first round. That's fair enough. And that's all you really have to say. Luka Doncic, we're all expecting him to have that, not let's say identical playoff run to LeBron did in 07, but we're starting Just to get out the first. We're round. starting to hold him to that caliber of being a top five player in the NBA every single season from here on out. He needs to get past the first round. hundred percent agree. Most disappointing player and team award. Well, Wait, team, so should we do a... Are we doing disappointing player this season? Wait, before you... Before or in you, the playoffs, we're expecting ask, to no, disappoint. No, no, disappointing players this season. Before you ask that question, so if we're doing that, shouldn't we give a team that needs to prove something in the playoffs? No. This is just the a disappointing team oh, okay, okay. that we had ex- high expectations for going into the season and nothing has happened. Do your thing. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start since I'm talking. Uh, for me, Atlanta. You know, I thought Atlanta was going to come back after last year. It was easy year. to see there were flukes. Please say the Knicks. Um, I thought Atlanta was going to come in after last year. You know, had a great playoff run. Even had a really good regular season. Trey Young stepped up and he ascended into that superstar caliber player. And then they just come back this year and they kind of look... Not the same. They're still in the playing right now, but this has definitely been a disappointing year for them. DeAndre Hunter hasn't made the proper up. Clint Capella looks a little bit, I wouldn't say age, but he looks like a step below. John Collins has yet to make that jump. And Trey Young's been the only guy who's seemingly looked like he's ascended or he's still in that superstar caliber. So for me, it's been Atlanta. I think they just haven't improved. They kind of came in with the same roster and underachieved, but they could still make the playoffs. So you said John Collins was your most disappointing player? No. Oh, my most disappointing player would probably be Russell Westbrook. 
Undoubtedly. I think the, the, yeah. a man coming in after last year, you know, we saw what he did with Washington towards the back end of the year. For sure. Carrying them to the playoffs, being that triple-double machine, still being a solid player. You would think coming into the Lakers, you would think his ego would change. He wants to win. <clears throat> you would think his mindset would change. I, I, I will step in and I will take another role. I will be this guy. I can be the third guy because he wants to win. But he just looks like a player that can't adjust, a player that doesn't want to adjust, and he looks five to ten steps below what he used to be. So for me, most disappointing is easily Westbrook, without a doubt. So I'll go my most disappointing team. It'll be the Lakers. It really was upsetting to see this season, the way that it transpired. We can never really have a consistent lineup out there. We had more lineup changes than wins this year. That just goes to give you the entire story of the season for us. I had high expectations for us. Without a doubt, we're going to read our bad takes. You're going to hear it. It's no secret. I had us winning 65 games. Things turned the way that they did. We were the biggest disappointment by far by any team. I can't yep. I can't deny it. No doubt. Now for most disappointing player, I'm gonna pivot over here to my to one of my one of my good friends over here, Joel Moran, Julius Randle, where last season was an all NBA uh player, was fantastic, got a huge contract this offseason, and he regressed tremendously and was a big part of the reason why the Knicks were not as successful as they were last season. I look at Julius Randle and not that I wanted him to exceed what he did last season because that was really hard for him to jump in points, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, be as dominant as he was on the defensive end last season. I wanted, I would have loved to at least see him try and mirror what he did last year. Unfortunately, that was not the case, and he is my most disappointing player. Well, that's a good most disappointing player. I wasn't going to mention Julius Randle. I frankly have just erased him out of my mind. Understandable. I don't hey. even think about him anymore. <laughs> um, so most disappointing team since you guys named your teams, I'll name my team, the Knicks. Respect. They were supposed to be the third seed this upcoming season, but because of just the Kemba experiment, Tom Thibodeau and all these other things, Sheesh. they disappointed. Yeah. You know, the Knicks started out so hot to begin the season Four one, right? and just had a major downfall. The Knicks have been the most disappointing team for me. Nets, Most, we got we to gotta throw the Nets in there also. They were also a disappointment. We injuries. Can't, we can't gloss over it. Shady sure. was one seed. Yeah. Respectable. Lakers were top three when we had a healthy lineup. No, you weren't. We were, early in the season. I don't remember that, honestly. But you and remember KD, of course. The most no, disappointing no, no. player, I'm going to pivot and not talk about a player who's underperformed. I'm going to talk about players who haven't played. That's Zion Williamson. Ooh. Having not played all season... For me, I was expecting the Pelicans to take that Memphis, Minnesota type jump this season, but because Zion hadn't played, hasn't played all season, they weren't able to do that. Zion missing the season has been disappointing for me. Ben Simmons not playing the entire season has been disappointing for me. But if you want to go off a player who's played, it's James Harden. He's been disappointing this season. He hasn't been near a top 10 player this year, no. you can see his first step is gone and he just looks like a shell of his former self. But I'm leaning more towards Zion and Ben because they haven't played all year and I was expecting them to play this year. I would say more so, Ben, I, I really don't look at Zion and, and put too much stress or, or blame on him. He had a legit injury. Ben, he missed the first par portion of the season because he didn't want to play. Then he gets traded. Again, there was some... Some time where Allegedly. he just wasn't ready to play mentally. And then he actually got hurt with a back injury. Allegedly. That's more disappointing than Zion. But I can understand where you'd be disappointed in Zion because I agree. Zion is box office. Zion, when he's on the court, is a top 15 player in the NBA. 
it is disappointing to not have him play this season, not even one game, but I can't look at it as a disappointment because it's a legit injury. The playoffs are coming soon, which means the playing is coming soon. The playing is this upcoming week. It's going to be, I think it starts on Tuesday. We're going to preview the play on games. Obviously, we don't know what the matchups are going to be exactly, so we have to use some foresight here. Mm-hmm. Still Let's two start. Games left I think the, the East season. is locked in, right? It's not. It's not locked in. At least between the Nets and Cavs, it's not locked in. No, Who's going to get home court? No, I just mean, but the four teams in are locked in. Yeah. Correct. So. So that means, let's start with the East first. Cavaliers versus the Nets or Hawks. That's going to be the matchup. Either the Cavs versus the Nets or the Hawks. Now, what do you think about a potential Cavs versus Nets-Hawks matchup? Kyrie can play. And since Kyrie can play, there's no team, for me, there's no team in the play-in that can beat the Nets. Uh, the Nets will come out the play-in. I think they will be the seventh seed. Agreed. And they're going to lock horns with whoever's number two. For me, if Jared Allen and Mobley can are they, if they're healthy for that Cavs matchup, because I think Cavs and the Hawks I, will be them. I think I will give the I like the Cavaliers team. I like how organized and I liked how deep they are. You know, I like Darius Garland with the two bigs. If those two bigs are not playing, though, this Cavs team look a lot different. Their defense looks a lot different. Their offense isn't the same. So if those two bigs play, I have the Nets and the Cavs coming out to playing. But if not, Trey Young is going to get you one. So the Nets and the Hawks will be in the playoffs. So you're saying Cavaliers are not going to make the playoffs? That's so Nets and Cavs, but if Mobley and Allen don't ah, play, got it, got it, got it. Okay, all right. The Nets and Hawks. I'm under the same belief as you. I believe that the Nets are going to be the seventh seed. I think whoever they play, whether it be the Cavaliers or the Atlanta Hawks, with Kyrie Irving and KD playing, Seth Curry even a huge part for them. I think that they should be able to get past whichever team that they do play. Now, Cavaliers, Hawks, Hornets. I think the Haw- the Hawks and the Hornets, or the Nets and the Hornets, regardless. I think we're we're looking at the Hawks being the ninth seed. I think the Hawks do get past the Hornets. I think Trey Young can have one of those games where he gets by the Hornets just off his play alone. And if it's going to come down to the Cavaliers and Hawks, it's going to be a great game, but I think Trey Young is too special. I think regardless of who's out there for the Cavaliers, I think Trey Young can just put on one of those performances and get past them. I have the Hawks and the Nets making it. For the play in here, you're right. I think the Nets should secure the seventh <laughs> seed. As for... The Cavaliers versus the Hawks, I believe, or the Hornets. Like the it's Hawks versus Hornets in that nine ten. As of right now, I'm, do you believe that the Hornets would beat the 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 Hawks? Or I think the Hornets side? match up well with the Hawks. I think so too. It'll be a high powered offensive game. Correct. Yeah. Um, Cleveland is tough because defensively they're stout, but I don't know. Yeah. Is Jared Allen back yet? Is he back yet? I'm not sure. Yeah, my, not, mine's is based off if Allen and Mobley do play. I think the Cavs come out. If Jared Allen is he's not back yet. If Jared Allen doesn't play, I don't think Cleveland can beat any of these teams. Nope. I think they lose to all of them. What about Mobley? I don't think he does. If Mobley plays and Jared Allen doesn't, I don't think they I don't beat think any. They can beat I think them. they need Allen. Jared Allen has been huge for them all year. It's a shame because and Mobley's been out too. The Cavs should have made the playoffs, but because of the plan, they're probably not going to make it. Um, but you're right. The Nets should be the seventh seed, in my opinion, easily. And between the Hawks. And the Cavs versus the Hornets or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you're right. I think the Hawks look the best out of all the teams just because they do have that playoff experience. They know what a playoff game feels like. The Hornets last year in the play-in got, got embarrassed got by out. the Pacers. Mm-hmm. The Cavaliers, they don't have enough offense for you to fully trust them. Not having Allen is a huge hit defensively. And I hope the Nets do get the, not like seven seed in terms of after the play I hope that 
They have two games left versus the Cavs tonight and versus the Pacers. If they win out and the Cavs lose out, the Nets are the seventh seed and there's going to be a home game at Barclays. The reason why that matters is that we're planning on making a trip to the Barclays to watch the playing game. We're going to take the whole crew. So that's going to be Riv, Drew, Joel, me, John is coming with us. I think Will's probably coming with us. I think JC, I also asked him, I think he might be coming with us too. We're going to have the whole gang out there. And the toughest thing for us has been trying to find affordable ticket prices. Usually Barclays is affordable. And that's been the toughest part for us. But whenever you look on StubHub or Game Time or these like SeatGeek, you get charged an absurd amount of fees. The service like fees are crazy. Tickets that should that are $50 each, you buy four of them. It should be 200 but then it comes out to like 320 plus. So part of what we were trying to do was try to find tickets that you don't have to pay a huge fee for. Yep. And I actually found an app. It's called um, TickPick. TickPick has no fees. What you see the ticket price is is exactly what you're getting. And that's, you. that's where we're going to buy our tickets on TickPick because they don't have any fees. Only choice. Like how can you beat no fees? You can't. You know, I, and I'd rather ticket companies be transparent because – some of these companies market their tickets like it's going to be $80, but with fees, it turns out to be like, you know, 112 No doubt. You know, TickPick, the initial price won't be 80 It'll be like 93 but you don't pay those fees. So that's you're saving about 20 bucks, And for four of us, we're saving about $80 just going to the game. No yeah. doubt. You want to take the tickets at face value, and that's exactly what we're yeah. getting. Let's go. Yeah, TickPick has been huge, and they have a lot of ratings on Apple and apps on the App Store. It's I think I think over one hundred eleven thousand ratings. Yeah, right. Five star so. ratings on the App Store. When you are Tick who Pick. you say that you are, people take a liking to that. Talk. And I can't wait. I hope the Nets do secure this seven seed so we can go. So to they the have play. to win. Yes, the last two games. Let's go Nets. Lose. Come on Nets. I never thought I'd say this, but Come let's on. go Nets. Oh yeah. I really hope that they secure it because I want to. We do have to do like a, a off the pod episode. We haven't done it. Pick yet. a side off the pod. Gotcha, but if bro. we have John and all them with us, then they can like they're gonna record that. for us. Yeah, yeah, they can handle that. That'd be lit. And we got the whole crew. We can eat some premios. <laughs> Are premios just for football stadiums? No. Oh, what's the premios? So, a sausage. It's a sauce. It's a lovely sausage. No cap though. With peppers on it. But you, you see what I'm saying though. You didn't have to nah, add nah, that. No, 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 no. He's right. He's, he's right though. He didn't. You could just. Nah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but he's right. Okay. It's just yeah. so juicy, bro. Right, see, come on. Now he's wild. <laughs> he's going crazy. Now with the peppers, it is. Word. It's fire. All right, I'm yeah. gonna try it. Supremo sausage in mine. Premio. 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 Sorry, what now? <laughs> it's a it's a premier sausage. Premier sausage. Yeah, premio. Correct. Premio sausage. All right, so catch me on vid vlog. Stuffing a premier sausage in my mouth with mad peppers on it. <laughs> <laughs> you like peppers? I do actually. Uh, like onions peppers? and peppers? Are you? An onion I actually guy? put those on my um Philly cheesesteak sometimes. W. So yeah. I actually do. No, it needs to be all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't like to do. I like to be a little different. You know. I saying? feel like we should make it our goal to go to like two events. So I definitely want to go to the playing game because one, it's a playoff game that's not crazy expensive. You're trying to hit the garden. I want to go to Boston too. We out. Yeah. Oh, oh, you talk about uh, TD. TD? Yeah, ah, I want to go to Boston. I'm going there, mad. Yo, if the what if uh, they face the Bulls? Yeah, we time? have to go to a game. Bro. I'm gonna go in there Boston. with mad Bulls gear. Mad annoying. Oh, it's gonna be a shame. I, I was. In, I was. You in, might get slapped. Now I was in Philly. Philly, I feel like it's worse than Boston. I, uh, Philly had it was Bulls fans behind me, and they were talking crazy. Now Philly fans are brutal. Yeah, they, but they're they, brutal. It they was pretty cool. Onto onto the Western Conference playing Timberwolves versus Clippers. That's locked in. And Pelicans versus Spurs is locked in. 
you guys know who I'm going with. The, the Timberwolves. And listen, you know, there was a point in time they had control of their destiny in making the fifth seed. And, and I actually tweeted. They folded. Yeah, and I predicted. I, I tweeted. I was like, now that they have, now that they control their destiny, they're they're going to fold. And that's exactly what happened. But they're still in the play-in. It's unfair because this team, out of the Clippers, Pelicans, and Spurs, the T-Wolves are clearly the best team out of all of them. But because of the play-in, they have to go through these teams, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But they'll beat the Clippers yep. handily. They'll smoke them. Absolutely. And the Pelicans and Spurs is a good game. It is a good game. Yeah. Hey, Drew, ask him this question. What's the season series with the Timberwolves and the Clippers? Oh, no, you don't have to ask him. I'll answer the question. It's 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. That doesn't matter. It does. No, Listen it here. The Clippers are the best team, clearly, in that play-in run. Guess what? Paul George is back. That's the Norman Powell is back. He's 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 returning. And it, I, like I don't understand how like the Clippers are clearly better than the Timberwolves. They have that t- they have that coach that's been in that situation. Cleveland Warriors down three one had to go win in Golden State. Done that. Down three two in Dallas last year in the playoffs had to go win that game. Does that in Utah. Have to win. That tied 2-2. Playoff game. Does that. Talu has done stuff like this. He's been doing this. He understands that this is a young... Granted, Chris Finch is a good coach. I ain't going to knock him. But an experienced coach. Cat is the best player between those two teams. The Cat is not better <coughs> than Paul George. Um, <coughs> he's not better than Paul George. Yeah, he's not better than Paul George. Yeah. Offensively, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we have the experience. We have the coach. We have the best player in the series. Correct. We have the grit. We have the grind. We have guys who know their roles. They're, you may have the best player, but they have number one, two, and three. That's fine. I'm just we saying. have guys that fit their roles. Correct. Edwards just had 49. He'll draw 50. Really? On the Clippers. I think so. He would cook. If PG man. is PG taking I mean, Terrence Man. Who is PG going to be playing? You think he can guard Edwards seriously? Pop, have you have he you have you seen him. the defensive night? The, the the lineups the Clippers are throwing out there. He remember when he said Roku was washed? Mm-hmm. Remember he said that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Roku. Roku. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think pickup. he's good? Solid pickup for the Clippers. That interior, that defense. That's you got to fit a one year, one year deal. He's expiring. Yeah, Hassan, Hassan, back. I think so. Clippers, Clippers, the Clippers, the Clippers are going. Clippers go are coming the out the play-in for me, but I think Minnesota beats the Spurs and the or Pelicans. the Pelicans. Yeah, I think it. it I really don't think it should be a play-in this year. Mm-hmm. I think the Clippers nah, injuries I like have, it though. The, Clip, the injuries have hurt the Clippers, but they're clearly better than those other two teams. I feel like, and I, I think, feel like the Tims are clearly better than those. So you're saying you don't want the, the play-in Spurs, to? Make I feel sure like it should be. It should be a, a year-by-year basis. That's what I like. They're ah. they're like twelve games under five hundred. I, I don't. I feel get like it. I like the play-in idea though. You understand? If you've been garbage all year, but you've been good the last month, I don't think you deserve a right Weren't to challenge the Hornets for the Hornets not a 500 team and made the playoffs as an eight seed? When? This is years ago. That's because the East sucked. That That's wasn't a play-in, though. That's no, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying. like, well, you were, If you had a play-in, you were going to allow teams that are worse than them in possibly yeah, in. Yeah, sure. That's terrible. I don't really hate it, though. Makes it more exciting I'm for worried. the bottom. The Spurs, I think, will beat the Pelicans. They probably will. If the Timberwolves lose against the Clippers, the Spurs game is a dogfight, and I'm worried about that. When does DeJounte come back? Yeah, the DeJounte guy. He's been out. I don't know. He said he's been sick. He'll, if he's sick, he'll be playing. Yeah. He he's made been out post. four games. Yeah, he's, he made a post by he was really sick. Damn, prayers. Yeah, I think he'll definitely play. It's a week from now. I'll tell you this. My opinion I'm with the same. Well, days, I'm though. with the same belief as you. I think the Clippers will beat the Timberwolves. You mentioned it. Ty Lue has been an excellent coach all season long, and no discredit to to Finch at all. But 
Ty Lue has separated himself in that elite class of coaches, given the fact of what lineup he's been given this season. Doesn't matter. He's been able to produce a result that you're happy with more often than not. Now you have Paul George back. Now you have Norman Powell back. Things are going to start getting rolling. Maybe we see a first-round upset. Maybe that man if the comes Timberwolves, back. If the Timberwolves don't make the playoffs, I will crawl into a ball. <laughs> I think cry. the Timberwolves will make the, will make the playoffs. If they make though. it as a seventh seed, they can upset Memphis. I swear they can. I'm, I don't listen. I ain't, I ain't listen. You better not. But I'm gonna say this: they ain't getting past the Clips, and don't don't be up twenty and talk because these are these are the comeback kids. So relax. I think we Memphi- gotta watch the I game together. Memphi- so I think I can Memphi- see the look on your face when Timberwolves <laughs> Molly. I, want I think Memphis <laughs> is legit, and I think that if it were the Memphis and the Clippers, it would be a great series. But I think Memphis would take it. That's fine. I will say this: it. I do think the Timberwolves will make the plan. Uh, they will. There's make a lot the riding on this too because if the Clippers don't make the playoffs, the Thunder have another lottery pick. So you guys should make the like regardless. If you lose seven eight, right? We'll beat the Pelicans. You'll beat the Pelicans. You'll beat well, the, the Pelicans. We they give the, they have given us trouble this year, but I think playoff time. Paul George is back. He looks good. He does look we good. Look fine. We'll be all right. And, it, and maybe we get into the playoffs, and maybe they throw this report. That man, Mr. Robot, coming no back. <laughs> Yo, Riv was trying to tell me the other day that Norman Powell's baby, Kawhi. Wow. You guys really lie effortlessly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Spurs are going to beat the Pelicans, though. I got, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I think they'll beat the I Pelicans. I don't know. Do you think anybody on that team is better than Jose Alvarado? <laughs> I think I take the Pelicans. I think so. I think it'd be a good game. Great game. It'd be a really good Why'd game. Why'd you laugh? Because come on, Dejounte clears. <laughs> <laughs> clears. He does. does he clear CJ McCollum? I think he's better. I don't think he clears. What about mm. CJ and the Pelicans? Has Bi's better by a little bit. You think Jonas would give Pertle fifty? Pertle's actually a really good defender. Yes. Fifty is odd. Tell you what, CJ. He, who he gave? He gave somebody. He gave, he gave the Clippers fifty. Jonas? He gave somebody 50 this year. Does he even have 50 like for It wasn't run? 50, it was 40. He gave somebody buckets CJ still. has been great since joining the Pelicans. DeJounte's been great all year. He has been, but I'm just saying now that he's on a different team. And Mr. High's 39. Who was that against? Clippers. There it was. All right, so I figured it just felt like 50. So they can definitely beat them if the Clippers lose against them. Yeah, I said the Pelicans give the Clippers trouble. He gave, gave out 39. That's crazy. DeJounte's on clears CJ on defense. Clears. For sure. For sure. For sure. And he's a better playmaker by far. CJ's just a better shooter, scorer, and ball handler. Yeah. And what matters more? Well, I mean, if you could do it all. Agreed. Fair enough. Good you're, point. You're a LeBron guy. That's Good LeBron's point. guy. Nah, but LeBron has That's LeBron's guy. Though. But I'm saying that's LeBron's guy. Mm-hmm. She's a young bull. On to the last topic of the show. We're just going to poke some fun at our wrong takes that we had this year or Let's some of it. the best ones. We're just going to read the comments that you guys gave to us on Twitter. There we go. So. Ryan Brindley one says, Joel said Tatum is better than Luca. You said I don't know, that? I don't no, know who he's no, talking about. Joel. Yeah, Joel. Joel, <laughs> Joel said Tatum is better than Luka. He did say that. Oh my Load goodness. management at temp underscore NBA. Grizz, we're going to be a 500 team. Who said that? Was that I you? I mean, I didn't have them. I, I, actually I think had we all them had them in the playing. Play, right? I had them as a playing team. Yep. Okay. Probably was me. Yeah. So Jalen underscore Bakta. Says, worst take, I thought the Rockets would make the play-in best take. Grizzlies being top seed and the Timberwolves being a playoff team. Who said the Grizzlies were going to be a top seed? None of us. I don't know who said Maybe that. Maybe JC. Who said the Rockets were going to make the play-in? I definitely did not say that. Damn sure wasn't me. It was not me either. I don't know who said <laughs> Maybe that. Maybe JC again? 
And Timberwolves being a playoff team was me. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah. All teams you had ahead of the Raptors by <laughs> at Visorman30. Damn. John Tortorelli says Utah equals Phoenix. Y'all folded. That was me. That was, that was not both me. of y'all. I had, I had Phoenix as a Come one on, bro. Seat, just bro. admit it. No, but you were saying at the time that Utah could still be. No, I think he's talking about, I'm saying yeah, Utah is just as good as Phoenix. I remember no, that was, me and him. That was, yeah, that was, that was terrible. Yeah, it was that me. was terrible. That was not me. It was me. I take at on 3T Matt, Knicks being a top four seed and Knicks over the Bulls. There it is. Who the fuck said that? You. <laughs> Clown. <laughs> at, at NBA Podcast, best Russ and Lakers wouldn't be as good as people thought. Well, that was you and me that said that. And it was Drew, good takes, man. Yeah, good yeah. takes, man. No elite takes. takes. At the Nut Dragger 22. <laughs> the heat imploding because of a four-game losing streak was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, that has yet to be proven yet. Yeah. If they no. like lose in the playoffs then in a disappointing right. fashion, still imploding. Yep. Yeah. They just won five games in a row. So I guess they yeah. think that's like championship. Alan Yan, the Spurs won. They still, you know what? Never mind. Not a 500 team. They're, They're still made. not a 500 team. At going underscore GC, the Pacers take was wild. <laughs> gotta, gotta live with that one, man. What was going through your mind when you injuries you were derailed the weird? season? You just trying to be different? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it is what it is. Injuries derailed that season. They had a lot of mid guys. You think Brogdon's mid, though? He is mid. Disagree. At Carson 11 Wentz 2. Oh, my God. This isn't even basketball related. Tua would be good. (laughs) He is good. Motor K 2 2, thinking Knicks would be a top four seed. It is what it is, man. No, that one was a stinky ass take. Red Plantains. Joel, Knicks better than the Bulls. Drew, Lakers having the best record in the West. Yeah, dude. Else. Listen, are we going to share ribs? What was mine? I'm just reading. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping that it's there, man. I'm hoping that it's <laughs> there because y'all t- were quick to take shots. I was like. Add Varaka 9. Still can't believe y'all called the Heat pretenders. Oh That's got to be the worst. Yeah, like this guy. Heat like James, are, respectfully to him. Come on, man. And right here, this guy was like, this at Lil Newport short was like, nah, that's facts. He got eight likes. <laughs> and then James. And then James replied, nah, this ratio of fact, and got one like and didn't get a ratio. He didn't complete the ratio. So at Dion is on you, Nets the favorites to win it all. Is that a bad take, though? Who said it? I don't know. Well, I, I definitely said the Nets were the favorites to win it all. You definitely mm-hmm. said the Nets were favorites, though. I said the, I've been, no. I remember I had the Bucks early in the year? I never had the Nets. And Serge also said Mavericks playing. I didn't have that. I did have. That. I had his plan too. Had him as an eighth seed to be actually exact. I did have him as an eighth seed. Day Day's daddy Spurs bottom five easy. Next question. They're num- they're bottom six. If that makes them feel better, they're bottom six. They aren't they bottom five? They're ten. Yeah, they are ten. But it, they are a, bottom five in the West. <laughs> 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Oh, okay, they're bottom six. Bottom I was about six. to say like, aren't they bottom five anyways? Knicks will be a three seed. Man, you're getting ratioed. Joe L. You're getting ratioed. That was me, bro. I'm sorry. You got 14 likes. That's good. Ratio. Your Lakers got 15, I think. No, I got 16. Nice. (laughs) Suns were a fluke last season, Riv. That was bad takes, bro. Arguably the worst take there is. No, arguably, no. arguably, <laughs> arguably. If they don't you like talk chip, a lot I'm of standing. shit. You might have the worst take at the table. How does that, that make you feel? I do that. For How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? You said the Lakers sixty-five right, wins, and that was wrong. But you said that we the broke best even. team in NBA. So we broke even. But right, then you, you know what? Your like Pacers take. So like that's that. why you go back. What are you talking about? The Pacers take was horrible. But in your Kings take, you go to the bottom of the barrel. 
immediately. What are you talking about? Those takes stink. I said they could. What the Kings were going to be a playing team automatically? Like they, they I, I got eliminated two weeks ago. Pacers were wrong. They got eliminated two weeks ago. All right, and you got they got eliminated two weeks. You said ago. that the Suns were going to be a fluke. I mean, they bro. don't want to chip. I'll be happy. You only you said the Warriors were cakewalking. You said that Utah was going to be still believe the, that. the the Suns Warriors are going to dog walk and and Utah. <laughs> Name a team that could beat four All Stars four times. The Suns. Okay, do it. Grizzlies would me. give y'all a competition too. Ooh. I said what I said. Do it. Four All Stars. Do it. Okay. So Durag Riv says Rick Carlisle, Coach of the Year. <laughs> that was bad. That takes stinks. It's all right. Joel V Moran says Lakers sixty five wins. Drew. Now, well, you're not going to throw my at name in there, but you got to throw in Joel V Moran. Oh, I'm sorry. Unbelievable. I, I absolutely forgot. And this guy at Andrew five A's all capital. And this guy was like at. Campbell underscore Bella. Miami doesn't have a deep bench. I don't know who they, said that. Whoever said that? Him. What are you talking about? He said Miami can't score. But that's facts. That's not a deep bench. So that's different. Oh. Yeah. Bozo. Sorry. And now on Instagram, my the best is, my best is I have had the Bulls as dark horse contenders since the season started. Well, Nelvin Rojas, you didn't read the directions. It wasn't your best. It was our best. <laughs> Sorry, Nelvin. Now, Lakers 65 wins. Lakers 65 wins. AD better than Giannis. Mm. Um, well, I, I never said AD was better than Giannis. You've said that one time on here. No, I haven't. I think when OG was here, you said it. No, I didn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. But that's what they, they remember. Pacers bro, fans. will be good. Sorry, Drew. It's okay. Timberwolves fifth seed. I don't know if that's best or worst. I don't know. It's like in the middle at this point. Worst, definitely Drew's take on Rick Carlisle. Yo, you're getting ratio. RJ ba- Barrett was a better pick it's than Zion. They don't, it's, who said who, that? Yo, who said that? I think they're lying at this point. Yeah, I don't remember that. See, one no of the one remembers best takes, you saying that the Suns are fluke, but I did. <laughs> one of the best takes has been James Harden being a team problem. That was my take. Yeah. Take you would know that better than us. Bulls not making it out of the first round healthy is the worst take yet. It hasn't even. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lakers will beat the Suns if they make it past the playing tournament. Shaq. Somebody has said that. Shaq. It was Shaq. No, Shaq. Yeah, um, it wasn't us. Take it easy. Directions, man. Follow directions. Sorry, man. bro. I'm sorry, bro. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, those are our best and worst takes according to you guys. You got ratioed. It's okay. It was kind of what I thought was going to be the Me best too. and worst ones. Yep. No one remembers your fluke, but don't worry, bro. Because you're more you loud with your takes. Exactly. You have passion. Because you don't say things with your chest. I do. I'm just quiet. You're louder than me. That's what saying things with your chest means. No, you're just a louder person than me. I guess. You're very, you know, you're very charismatic and very, you know, vocal and very outgoing. You're making just, me blush. You know, I'm just, I'll be Thank chilling. You. I say what I say, but I'm very low with it, you know? Goes no, back I, to I don't think you just. I just think you don't make takes. Yeah, I knew that was coming. He's I've been making takes lately. You've been making takes lately since he said that. Around. Yeah, because y'all forced me to. You do gotta. It. That's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, I, I just be. You know, I don't like to project. So you take your thing. That's your issue. Yeah, I don't like to. Project. That's your issue. I'm a wait and see. That's why you saying Levine has the most expectations. It's a fact. I respect it. He has like 400 games and never made the I look at DeMar, he has more expectations. I look at James Harden, he has more expectations. Does he or are you like. Easy. He's already made ECF. Who? DeMar? You're yeah, saying? Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, but a guy hasn't made the playoffs. That matters more. He hasn't touched. He doesn't even know what the playoff atmosphere is. James Harden like. left his team, a team that's already. I knew he was going to pick that. But that's a lock. But that's what I'm saying. He's over Levine. Easy. I mean, that's for me. Luca, another what's, one. What's, I know, but I'm saying like. Well, Luca's made the. He's touched playoff grounds. He knows what it feels like to lose. Zach doesn't even know what it feels like to lose. I'm guaranteeing Levine's going to dog. I hope so. I really do. He's a I don't beast. like to project. I'm going to start projecting. He's going to dog. Thank you. There we go. Thank you. You don't really believe that. No, I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be um, good. What are you trying to say here? I'm just saying he doesn't believe it. No, him. he believes that. I know he does. But what I about you? I think he does. Do you believe it? How about you ask me? 
Do you believe in Levine <laughs> in the playoffs? Yeah. Do you believe you in saw what he just that? Did? I, like, that's right. what, that's what right. I said. I you're told right. you he doesn't believe you're it. Right. You guys are literally talking about me, and I'm right here. Your mannerisms, your eye. The way you're, you, this, what you, this is what you just do. You're like, yeah. Because I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, now you're right, Joel. I'm sorry. I know he doesn't. That's yeah. why I said he doesn't. Come on. I don't, I don't not believe it, but I don't believe it. Who do you believe in more, DeMar or Levine? Levine. I love to say that. Levine or Devin Booker? Devin Booker. Hollywood lean. I Devin think Zach would be okay. The thing is, Zach is still playing with an injury and he's taking a toll on his efficiency. But he's still efficient. He is. He's, he's so, so damn good. He's so damn good. You wish you had though. I mean, he can be. He's not. I said what but, I said. Yo, his efficiency, like he's uh, he the shots he takes. He's amazing. It just dude, he's amazing. Show's over. Respect. That's going to do it for episode 170 of the Pick Aside podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. At Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Drop us a follow. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time.